This is the X&C Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, X&C Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox newscast. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm hitting the button. I feel I feel rusty, Mag. I feel like uh, wait. How do you do, how do you do these shows? How do you do this stuff? How have you been, buddy? Where have you I, been? I, well, I was away last. Okay, in Canada. By the way, hello everybody. Uh, in Canada, it's um, it's called Family Day, long weekend where you you know you're supposed to spend time with your family and whatever else. So I was away with them and I couldn't make it back in the show. So I remember I messaged you. I think was it Monday morning or Monday afternoon? I'm like, listen, dude. I'm trying to get back, but I don't think I can make it back in time for the show. And of course, I did not. And of course, you had that blue number instead, and it was wonderful. I listened to the replay, so it was great. But either way, I'm back in the chair, ready to go. That should make some people happy. It should make a lot of more people unhappy that I'm back in the chair. So, you know, hi, hi, everybody. Yeah, so, anyways, I shaved my beard. So I look like I'm like, oh, I'm only, I only look 67 now, and I don't look 87. So, um, yes. And I just I celebrated my. 49th birthday yeah so it's uh yeah oh oh enrique you already started thank you so much buddy i appreciate you he goes why is mag here he's so obnoxious it's perfect oh it i love it when people call me obnoxious just for being uh truthful uh, anyhow cold yeah, yeah how we doing buddy hey we got, a lot of, we got a lot of things to iron out today we're all very obnoxious and uh, hey all of us out there we have people that love us and people that don't love us um, oh God! Yeah. I, I really gave myself a, a kick in the rear end about games. Uh, I'll, I'll give a, a little short speech before we get into like a real serious speech. I've been super, super picky about what I want to play and finish. It's been unprecedented. Like Diablo, Alan Wake Two. It was uh, like I tried Baldur's Gate. All these games that Hell Divers. All these games that everyone loves. And I'm like, nah, I don't like it, and I'm not going to stick with it. So. I really kind of like kicked myself and reinstalled three games that I gave up. And one of them is Assassin's Creed Mirage. And I'm really starting to like it a lot more because I really had to shed that like um, really picky attitude I've de- developed over this past like six months. And uh, Plague Tale Requiem is another one that I'm going to pick back up when I get through there. So yeah, just that's what I've been playing. I've been playing... Um, Mafia 3 on PC, got that for $9, and I've been playing that, and I'm like, I need to go back and pick up where I left off when I kind of, like, got too picky. Because you've talked about a lot of games you've been playing. What have you been playing lately? Uh, I got to say, as I'm parading through... By the way, Enrique Iglesias, I love that your comment got banned, got blocked on the, on the live <laughs> chat. Made my whole night. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna hear a lot. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna hear a lot of your obnoxious tonight. Trust me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to. It. And by the way, thank you everybody for the birthday wishes. I appreciate. It. I I see every single one of you in there, and there's absolutely no way I could respond to all of you. But I could see you all in there. I see everybody, and uh, truly, I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, and gals, I see you, blue number. I see you down there. Uh, so uh, anyhow, games. I'm on that parade, which I've been doing. I've been trying to do all those Call of Duties that I that I uh, you know that I didn't complete, and I'm talking like full completion as I like to do. So now I'm on to Call of Duty Vanguard, which I never played. I I, I got it at I got it at GameStop for like I don't know twenty bucks or something like that. It is so hard. 
Yeah. It is so, like like it is so like the the oh my god, the achievements slash trophies are ridiculously hard. One of them Okay, can you imagine this? Listen to this. One of them is you play a sniper, this uh, this uh, female sniper, uh, Russian sniper, mm-hmm. and there's a level where you ha- you have to melee kill like 43 guys in a row without punching them, without firing a single bullet or anything like that. It is utterly ridiculous how difficult it is. And I'm like, I, it took me like five hours today, and I still didn't get it. I still did not get it. So I'm going to have to go back to it tomorrow. But anyways, I'm playing Vanguard. I just touched the surface, funny enough, of Assassin's Creed. Okay, so... Which um, one? Mirage? Like me? Mirage. Yes, yes. Sorry, I should have specified. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mirage, like 90 of them. I just started... I know. Uh, but you know what? They're all great because it's one of my favorite series. I absolutely adore it. So I'm, I'm getting into that. And I just uh, started um, I, again. I went back to Resident Evil 3 because uh, it was one of those ones that slipped through my fingers, the remake. And uh, and then on the play on PlayStation, I am uh, going for that platinum again for the uh, Last of Us 2 re- remake, re- remaster, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's not a remake, a remaster. So, yeah, I'm a busy cat. Uh, so, uh, yeah, doing all that, but having fun. So I haven't bought anything. I said it. I, Colt, I'm sticking to my word at least for another five months. I'm not buying a single game, not even Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which looks like a lot of fun, uh, because I, or Helldivers. I'm not buying that either because I got this backlog I got to get through, and I got to get through it, man. I, I know, it's same. I can't just bring myself to buy more and just stack more stuff on top of stuff and on top of stuff, and I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm not doing it. I got to clean out those games first, and then I'll do it. It's not about... I still got- yeah, and it's not about just finishing a bunch of games or or playing what you bought. It's like there's experiences that we're gonna miss out on if we don't just settle down and just play through them. And uh, I I intend to do a lot of that today uh, or this week. Uh, Lotus Esprit, they sent you a fifty dollar happy birthday mag. I'm gonna have to take that and wow. uh, send it your way or or send something to you. I'll probably just send that your way, but uh, I appreciate you, Mag. Um, thank you yeah you're, you're awesome <laughs> i can only imagine how much you spent on uh fluids to keep your body hydrated this weekend while you did late night karaoke and uh, an alcohol consumption uh, it was brutal uh, i gotta tell you it was it was almost till five o'clock in the morning red wolf i do see you he types in capital letters do see me man yeah i see you um i'm not that old i'm only tur- i only turned 49 man i'm still in my 40s so let's calm down with the old man talk speaking of old man look at this shirt i got for my birthday <laughs> I love it. See that? It's it's a it's if anybody who couldn't see what that was, it was an Atari controller, and it says "Respect your elders." And uh, you know what's funny? I even started gaming before Atari wasn't even a thing. I mean, I started with Pong, like with the wooden panel Pong. You even in that? 1982, like, that that joystick controller was like when you moved it oh, around. Dude. Thing was a piece of crap, yeah, but, it, but it couldn't break. Oh my god, it was so stiff. It was ridiculous. It was like. <laughs> It's like, it's like, that's where I, that's where my arthritis started when I was four years old. Like, <laughs> you like get tennis elbow moving yeah, those stupid me. tanks in the war game. Um, <laughs> shout out to shout out to Master sending twenty channel memberships. You're uh, all through the chat, so people are getting channel memberships. Thank you so much for doing that. We really appreciate it. Tonight's going to be a great night. Before we have so much fun, uh, I'm actually trying to figure out how to do this in the most fun way possible. But Meg and I wanted to kind of have a public service announcement discussion because I called him on the phone yesterday and I said, uh, hey, Meg, uh, somebody's telling me I need to, to kick you off the show. And you go, yes. oh, is that right, Colt? Guess what I'm hearing? I need to get off of your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. 
it's so funny. We both get the same messages, but from different people or the same people who are trying to break us up. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's a coup. It's It's a coup. (laughs) It's basically a coup. I mean, if you watch like Jack Ryan or something, this is exactly what happens on these shows. They try to get the governments to pit themselves against each other. And then that's it. And then it all, you know, falls apart. And then the resistance takes over. Hey, Russia, North, that's North Korea's nuke. And Russia's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the thing is, they put and a flaming you, bag of do? turd on their on their front doorstep, right? And say, that was right. North Korea. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the thing is? And what are you going to do? You're going to get Colt and I to break up, and then what are we going to replace it with you, with your six followers? Get out of here with that oh, garbage. <laughs> get out of here. So, uh, semi-serious Welcome. note, but like keeping a smile on our face, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm on this place called Twitter that I've learned over many years is not really a real place because I don't think real people really act like that. Like if I, uh, no. if I walked into a GameStop and said, Hey, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure there's stories. Hey, can I get such such game on Xbox? You know, some guy's not going to put me in a chokehold and, and say I have a receding hairline because I chose Xbox. Right. But, um, don't feel sorry for me. Do not feel sorry for me for seriously. Don't, but the hate campaign and the hate trains really been rolling lately. And um, I'm just trying to figure out how to step away from the nonsense of Twitter, like do my posts and maybe mute it. Cause I'll tell you guys, this is kind of funny. Mag probably already knows this, but do you guys, if you're, are you familiar with the, uh, the last two back to future movies where Marty McFly says, nobody calls me chicken. Like that's his thing. That's like his big downfall. Uh, that's how I am when it comes to social media. If someone calls me out, I'm like, no one's going to say something about me without me contesting it. Or I'm going to police and make sure people don't talk about me without me taking care of it first. Like I'm the sheriff in this town when it comes to my content. So I've kind of backed off of that because I've realized, man, people are, they're really miserable out there, Mag. They're unhappy oh, and they're God. lashing yeah. out. And Hey, real quick. Cause I want to hear what you have to say about this. Um, I really, truly believe, like 99% of me believes that the people who lash out are dealing with a, a bad breakup, a bad girlfriend, a broken marriage. Not a, a, not a chance. You not know, a chance. Tough, these guys tough are family. No, <laughs> I these mean, guys are virgins. 100% virgins. There's no, there's no bad breakup. There's no ex-girlfriend. There's no ex-wife. These guys have never touched a woman. So carry on, Cold Eastwood. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the best they've touched is an anime pillow. But yeah, I mean, people are going through real life stuff. And... And I would feel sorry for them, but you really can't lash out the way they have and, uh, you know, death threats and all kinds of stuff like that and just gets obnoxious. But, um, Meg, I want to kind of ask you, um, since you've taken some, you've got some of the hate on this from your insider information, I want to kind of yes. break down for a moment before we get into the show, we'll get into the topics in just a moment, I, I promise. And th- thank you everybody for being here. Hit the like button. I want to have an open discussion about Cold with the liar, the one who always lies and doesn't tell the truth and, and claimed all these things that never happened. I want to have a real discussion chat. I'd like to have your help from this as well. Meg, like how, what is your perception on uh, this whole thing? Well, you're, you're clearly a fraud. Um, uh, that's, that's number one. Um, I don't know what else, what else do you need to hear? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, it's just the whole thing that people who I've never heard of, people who probably never, ever even heard of me until this week are like, you're a liar and you're a shill because they were told on on some account or whatever. And I thought it just happens so many times. 
It was like a copy paste thing. It's it's it seems like it's trending in a negative fashion. Does that make any sense? Like like people are mm -hmm. actually like, oh, let's go hate on this guy or whatever, and what I don't know. I I just don't get all of it. And uh, like like the day that the um the the, the apology tour twenty twenty four happened with uh, the Xbox executives, uh, I call it the apology tour because they go on tour every two years since twenty thirteen, and uh, it's you know it's kind of like you mean Beyonce. the business like every, update, Mag? Yeah, the apology tour <laughs> every every two years. Like Beyonce, they go on tour and then they have to go and like say all this stuff. And then, of course, none of it happens and whatever. Anyways, besides all that, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but the thing is, right after that happened, I didn't even watch it. I was busy that day. So I had a lot of stuff going on. I was at work. I did it. I was running around. I get home and I look at my phone finally after a very busy day. And I look at my phone and I'm like, what the hell is all this? I see all these messages. And oh, my God. Imagine my shock when I see that the messages were all like, you're a fraud, Mag. How does the L taste, Mag? You and Coulter... I can't even say what they said about you and I. Uh, not on the air because it was a lot of foul language and whatever mm -hmm. else. And I'm sitting there going... And I looked at the people that were doing it. These are people I know. These aren't even, like, complete strangers. These were people that I've been talking to, like, you know, in chats and shows. They come out and watch all the shows and all this stuff. And I'm like... What is happening? When I post one of my funny videos, they're right there going, yo, Mag, that was the funniest video. All of a sudden, it's like a complete turn. It's like they were possessed by a demon and all of a sudden started attacking me. And then this guy, one of them specifically, who, like I said, I've been in interacting with this guy for like four years. And he's like, how does that L taste, Mag? How does that L taste? So I responded with, I don't know, ask your mom how my mm taste. And then uh, I won't say that. Yeah, I did. And uh, I, I usually don't do stuff like that. But hey, I, he, he had it coming. Um, yeah, after a while, you can only, like, I can only just say, be nice. So many times, like, it just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. front loads and front loads of people just, like, someone's like, you're a, you're a blankety blank, blank this, this physical uh, yeah. description, insult, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, Sh shut up shut I, I wrote shut the f up to somebody and they're like whoa colt's triggered <laughs> whoa yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that's that's what happened and then like yeah. and then i blocked a couple of people i said and i, I wasn't even nasty about it i said i'm like oh well i'm sorry you feel that way i said but you know what uh, when i'm on the right side of history you'll understand one day i said peace out have a nice evening and then just blocked them from there and then uh, wow big deal i lost like five people maybe 10 people uh, and then uh, you know the thing is too uh, I lost people because of my views, because of what I sure. say, and uh, I was on cross. Like I wasn't, I, I wasn't able to make the show last week uh, for my direct, uh, for my uh, direct response to the apology tour. Uh, but I was able to go on Crossfire a few days later with Mooch on the Thursday, and I let it all, I, I let it all out, like my thoughts, my feelings, my everything about what happened during that uh, that that little soiree that uh, the Xbox executives had, and uh, I, I let, and then people. Unfollow me because I said what I said. And I'm like, why? Because I told you because the truth. Yeah. Like I don't understand it. Like, am I? You know what? It's better that way. So I'm like, I don't need you because I'm not going to feed your echo chamber if you don't want to hear what I have to say. There was someone who reached out to me actually the other day, and he says, you know, Mag, I really respect the fact that like I love like for example, he brought up Starfield with me, right? And he says, I love Starfield. I put 400 plus hours into it. This mm -hmm. and that. I know you know who you are. You're listening to the show tonight. And uh, he said, I put in 400 plus hours, my, like my, one of my, the greatest games I ever played, this and that. And he goes, and I appreciate the fact that you hate that game. <laughs> and I said, and I appreciate the fact that you love that game. I'm like, it's our differences that make us unique at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And the thing is, if I, th if I say that, like, if I personally feel 
that, for example, let's just take for example, which, you know, this chat would obviously react to, that I uh, think that Xbox is, uh, has, has damaged its, its image, and they have, without question. They're going in a different direction, and that's fine. They could do whatever they want. I am not going to criticize their business decisions. I'm just here to observe what it's doing to the fan base, right? And the possible business implications of the future. That's completely fine. But to unfollow me for saying those things, you're a complete idiot. And go ahead. And I would yeah. rather have you out of my life than have to deal with that bullshit because that is exactly what it is at the end of the day. And if you're that sad of a human being that you can't say, if Colt, if you say you love this and I say I don't like this, Roger, uh, Roger, uh, Siskel and Ebert did it for decades when they reviewed movies. They were always back and forth at each other, but they respected their opinions at the end of the day. And that's the way it goes. And people come after me saying, oh, you're on an Xbox podcast. You have to basically, you know, slobber on Xbox all day long. No, I don't. No, I don't. I could yeah. talk about it because I've been in the ecosystem for 20 plus years and I know what I'm talking about. And I know people who work there. I know people who run the place and whatever else. It doesn't make them my friends. It doesn't make it a personal thing that I like, you know, I didn't adopt it. I got five Xboxes in this house, series consoles in this house. Is it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make me a pony. doesn't make me a fraud. doesn't make me anything. But it does put an opportunity to get those people out of my life and I don't care get out I don't care when I launch when I eventually launch this renegade idea that I have for like YouTube and stuff like that where I really go off mm -hmm. uh, you know in, in, into into my own tangents and whatever else I don't care if the only person watching is my wife and maybe one of my cats I don't care oh, I'm just getting my infer I'm just getting my information out there and saying this is how I feel about it if no one's on board that's great at least I got uh it out of the way yeah, and I've got some stuff that I'm going to talk about today that actually changes the major perception or or how we've approached Xbox putting games under the PlayStation on the console and other platforms. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but it's just the whole thing about Meg and I sat here and we said, here's what we're hearing, here's what the possibility is, here's the speculation, and I, you know, we were very calm about it, I think, and we had some laughs, and some people don't want to hear it. And you and I talked yesterday on the phone. I want to move on from this and get into the news, but I'll just end this by saying people hear what they want to hear. When Phil says, no, Starfield and Indy aren't part of those, those games that are coming to PlayStation this year. You know, if you really want those games to stay exclusive, you might hear it that way. And if you really want Xbox to just give up and put their games everywhere, you're going to hear it a different way. And I just think that we're we have to deal with that. We're all different. We're all going to hear things a different way. And we're all going to take them the way we want to hear them and desperately the way we want. And I just don't think it's fair to lash out at people like Tom Warren, Tom Henderson, Jez, yeah, right? So let me grab uh, this super. That's pro hopefully it's this super is timely. Uh, thank you, God, for so for King with a $5. He says, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. That was great. Yes. As I was reading, I had this like. Thank you. I had this fear in my eyes, like, oh, oh I don't know how, where this joke's going to go. Sith Lord, our good friend, thank you so much for the super. Says, Meg, you're more manly this week. I miss TBN already. Oh, fantastic. Thanks. So much. Yeah. You know what? By the way, I see some people in the chat. Uh, some people like after what my little rant there. Some yeah. people are agreeing with me. Some people are already some 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 guy already said I unfollowed him, and I'm like, yeah, good. Get the fuck. Uh, ooh, whoa, I almost said it. Get, <laughs> Get out of my life. 
go away. No one cares. Don't care. Go. Go and you can, you know, join your circle jerk, whatever, echo chambers of whatever you want to believe. I'm just telling you how it is and how I feel about it. And if you don't like it. Yeah, there's a there's a guy in the chat, Serve, who's who's kind of like, they haven't done anything to their image. And he's half right. He's half wrong. Like, they have hurt their image in ways. but Absolutely. But the industry is much bigger than what we think that we thought for a long time. And we'll, we'll talk about that as well. So Xbox is not going anywhere. They're not hurting as a business. I'm just saying that for the people who like the people that are in this industry, they've hurt their brand. They've yeah. hurt their image. Yeah. That's what have. I'm talking about. Yeah, I, didn't say I, I that agree. Xbox is going down. Don't be foolish. Xbox will still be here. I, I already mean, know, but we already know about the hardware. We already know what's coming up. We got another generation right. coming. They've hurt like, their like the media and a lot of fans have really been you know, wrinkled their eyebrows and their, 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 their brows about this whole thing. So that does hurt their image, but Xbox has to, it really hurts when you don't have big hot fire games out right now. And they're sitting in their little pocket again with no game. So right now they just have to write it out, but we'll get into it. Face 23 Brooklyn, New York with the $20 super chat. Thank you so much for being here. He always pushes uh, the big discussion topics when it comes to PlayStation versus Xbox. He says thoughts on Phil talking in an interview about physical game preservation, and they're recently <laughs> releasing an all adorable white Series X this year, and Pentiment running 120 FPS on PS5 and 60 FPS on Series X. He's got three things to unpack here. Uh, I didn't listen to Phil's interview talking about game physical game preservation, but I think it's really difficult right now for. PlayStation and Xbox to continue to have full preservation physically because the market, the world market and customers really aren't going that direction. So I'm glad they're preserving the games digitally and the cloud saves and, and all that stuff, but everybody can do better. As far as the all adorable white Xbox series X, we're going to talk about that in a little bit here on the show. There's a little new development on that and Pentiment running at 120 is a stupid mistake that obsidian made. That is going to be patched. For some reason, it was always supposed to be 120 FPS, and they never bothered to notice it until they released it on PS5. So, yet again, this is your home console, Obsidian Xbox. Make sure you're doing your job properly. Embarrassing, but also hilarious, Mag, because Pentiment is a 2D side-scrolling book of a game. I played about an hour of it, and uh, it's not for me. But yeah, I got you. Abdel 114, the best character in Mortal Kombat 3 is Sindel. Carry on, go, uh, Colton. <laughs> that blue number with the $5 super chest is Meg. Hopefully you hey. didn't use your manscape on your face. You're looking good. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. You know, I had to shave it down, but uh, you know what? I I did turn 49. I'm going to have to start coloring that beard a little bit deeper uh, to get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, definition back in there. Because uh, when you when I shaved off the big beard, I didn't realize how white it was underneath. And I was like, oh, like, you know. I was I, I was gonna start doing Lord of the Rings lines soon as be like keep up Peregrine Took. You know what I mean? Is you know fool of a took. Next time throw yourself in and rid us of your stupidity. You know what I mean? I was gonna start doing Gandalf lines. So uh, but uh, Don't anyways, either way Tempt me. <laughs> yeah. I love those movies. Oh you know, so fantastic. I mean with the beards, I mean we can grow the beards, but Meg, we gotta talk uh, about Manscape. Manscape's we, amazing. What? Why yeah. do you think? I'm so clean. I got a clean face. I got I got my nose hairs trimmed. I don't grow ear hair, so that's one thing I never happened. Oh yeah. But for whatever yeah. reason, but you know the thing is, the beard was too big, 
to just shave with a razor. I couldn't do that, obviously, right? And I didn't want to do scissors because, you know, I just figured I was just going to, you know, cut off one of my facial features with the scissors. So guess what I did use? I used the Lawnmower 5.0. It was absolutely fantastic. It was clean. It was wonderful. I did it right over the sink. And in one fell stroke of the sword, Frodo, I cut that beard right off. That Gandalf beard ended up right in the sink. And you know what? I got to thank Manscaped for it because you know what? From not upper only lip the region, to the nether yep. taint. I was That's able to take right. the lawnmower 5.0 from the top all the way to the depths of Mordor. Absolutely. The depths of Mordor were shaved as well. And uh, and, and uh, what uh, the ladies like to refer to as Mount Doom uh, was nice and clean. And then, of course, the face was clean. Everything was clean. It was all done. And like I said, even the Lawnmower 5.0, even if you don't have the money to be, I know I shouldn't say this, but even if you don't have the money to buy the nose and ear trimmer, the actual Lawnmower 5.0, when you take the guard off, you can actually just go right in there and shave each nostril no problem. And it's wonderful. And it's I would smooth. be super careful with that, but yeah. Oh, it doesn't, but it doesn't cut. It doesn't do anything. It's got the safeguard and everything and so it's you know the the skin safe uh, technology so you're not going to cut yourself wonderful technology i gotta say get manscaped listen i said it before i say it again mother's day is coming up father's day is coming up birthdays are coming up you never know when you're going to get these things and listen when you get the discount when you put in xnc then you're going to get a discount on it that you're not going to get if you want to buy it any other time of the year so buy it now while you're watching xnc buy it tomorrow buy it sometime this week Buy it and put it in storage so that when the birthday does come or Father's Day, you go, holy crap, I got that Manscaped thing. Dad's going to love this. Yep. Get Manscaped, everybody. Colt, tell him about the promo code. It's X and C for 20% off. You get the 5.0 lawnmower, like you said. It comes with two ball guards and a cordless waterproofing trimmer that is in your hand and where you need it most. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for Manscaped for keeping us alive out here. We appreciate it. So um, let's talk about, <laughs> shoot, I, you know what? I'm going to skip that one. So there's let's a talk about your internet connection. I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's so funny because I checked my internet. I have, I get 20 up, which should be fine for running the show, but who knows? Who knows anymore? Uh, yeah. Sorry if it's buffering, but stick with us here. Um, another game, yet another game was announced called Renatus, Renatus, it's a Japanese JRPG game that is coming to everything but Xbox. And I replied to the account immediately and said, "Hey, how long for the Xbox Series X and S version?" And uh, I was met with some angry people who told me to buy a PC or a PS5, and I'm like, "I already got one." So, but you, but you already have all of those things. Yes, you, yes, you were just asking a question. I'm asking because I am not the customer i am just a customer and there's a lot of you here who probably don't have a pc or a ps5 and would like to play as many games as possible so we do need to put pressure on these devs and put pressure on xbox to make sure they're getting out of there out there and pushing those games onto the platform i get tired of talking about it on the show because it's a huge problem that xbox needs to alleviate and no i don't think it's because they don't have enough consoles because the PS5 is doing really well. The Xbox is half behind it. It's not three to one. It's not three to one. It's been three to one some months, but it's not like the Xbox series consoles don't exist. It's getting kind of ridiculous. And I want that support there. Let's talk about Xbox's tweet that caused a major protest and outcry and, and outrage from the fans. When they labeled out everything that was going on with the business update mag, they said... His name's Mag. Xbox says the biggest games will be more than just one platform. 
Did you see this one? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard to distinguish what's what's been said, what's not been said, what's the corpo double speak, what's the uh, you know the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz going. The Emer- you know, Emerald City is that way. You know what I mean? A point in two different directions. It, it's it, like, what is actual truth? Was that actually said? I did hear about it. I mean, I, I, I read it to you word for word. Um, yes. Okay, so that is official word. I'm going to say it again because reading it's different from hearing it. The biggest games it, will be more than just one platform. Okay. Now, I think they might be just speaking as a truth in the games industry. I think that's really what that means. The biggest games will be more than one platform. The most... Okay, I'll ask you a different question, Mag. What is the most popular, ginormous PlayStation exclusive that is like one of the biggest games in gaming? In gaming? I I would say their their biggest seller would have been Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah, Spider-Man's really good. Like they... Between Miles Morales and Spider-Man 1, they got uh, 30 million sales or something, which is huge yeah. for an exclusive. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest one I could think of. The other ones did extremely well, but not to that level. So when right? Xbox says the biggest games will be multi-platform or will be on okay. more than one platform, okay. what are the biggest games in the world right now? Well, the biggest games in the world right now, obviously Call of Duty which they have already mentioned is going to remain multi-platform. So that's no change, right? There's okay. no, there's no change. There's no change there. Uh, I could see other games um, that would make sense. Like something that would be like, we, you know what? We talked about this months and months and months ago. We're saying it would absolutely make sense to put gears of war somewhere else. If the fan base, if, if the game is like the online community is basically just left to the hardcore now, right? It's not, it doesn't have a stranglehold on anything. Maybe it'll get a revi- a re, you know, a revitalization over there, just kind of like how Halo got a revitalization when the Master Chief collection ended up on PC. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it, it garnered huge numbers and success once the Halo Master Chief went, uh, a Master Chief collection made it to PC. And you know what? That is the litmus test right there. They saw the results from that. They saw what happened from there. And then what ended up, you don't think that they looked at that and said, why don't we put this everywhere? Why don't we put it on PlayStation? Put it on PlayStation. Let's put it on the Switch too, or whatever. You know what I mean? Get that get that player base back up. And what do you do? Uh, Phil said it himself. He wants to put the, some games on other platforms in order to wet people's appetite to maybe be a little bit more um, attracted to what's going on at uh, in the Xbox ecosystem, right? So he did say that in not so many of those words, but uh, that's basically the idea. So let's say, okay, just for argument's sake, let's just say for argument's sake okay i didn't say it's fact let's just say they put the halo master chief collection and halo infinite and whatever else the multiplayer and they put it on playstation and switch 2 okay and then you release the new halo which is coming at some point sooner than people think that they release that only on xbox for the first year so you get okay. people's appetites. So you get everybody interested, re-interested, excuse me. Or maybe you get it reintroduced to people who've never played it. You know, it's, it's Or it's maybe the, the new Halo game launches on everything. And it's free to play. Like, I don't know if the, well, if the new Halo that, is supposed to be free to play like Infinite was. But imagine if 343 is like, we're going to build this Halo, this whole new Halo rebuilt multiplayer. It's a totally right. new thing. It's going to launch on every platform. It's going to be free to play. It's going to be supported by cosmetic microtransactions. And um, it could be much bigger than it is now. 
but that's just the chat's already chat's already triggered by what I said, which is hilarious. Yeah, I don't uh, think exactly I don't think it happens. Like, like, so, but I'm just saying. But the thing is, though, doesn't it make more sense if it falls in line with what Phil said? We want to put games elsewhere to get people interested in what's going on at Xbox. So release games that are not even like basically on the map anymore for for Xbox, like the Master Chief Collection and Halo Infinite. You get other people to play it, get them interested, going, "Wow, this is actually pretty damn good." And then you launch the new one with a timed exclusivity on the Xbox ecosystem and PC for the first year. So if it is yeah. hot, and if it ends up being hot, then people go, man, that was really good. I, I, I really enjoyed going back and playing all those games and, get, and getting interested in the lore of Halo and da 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 da, da and whatever, and it was really good. Maybe I'll go over there and go play the new Halo hotness that everybody's talking about, right? And then it might it might draw people over into that ecosystem, right? So that's, yeah. that's a possible. Maybe the same thing with Gears of War. You launch the Gears of War collection, you know, on PlayStation and Switch 2 or whatever, what, if, assuming Switch 2 could handle it. Uh, but uh, just saying, you put that over there, and then you launch the new Gears as a, a timed exclusive on the Xbox, next generation Xbox ecosystem and the PC. Yeah, these are and all these are awesome. all speculative ideas, like what if, yeah, right? But, of course they are. And I believe that there are certain franchises that just can never come to PlayStation. And that may that well, may be that may be a, a statement that's like what seriously like aren't you listening to Xbox? But maybe they look at their in-house studio stuff. Maybe even some Bethesda stuff. Um, maybe not ABK, but maybe there's just things that are like you know these are just going to remain only on Xbox. Um, I could tell you why if you're willing to believe somebody named Michael Pactor, and I like. Michael Pactor a lot. And uh, before anybody says Michael Pactor doesn't get anything wrong, stop making stupid blanket statements because he has totally nailed everything since Xbox went after ABK. And he's nailed, of course, plenty of things before this. But he made some points, Mag, that really kind of opened my eyes. And I thought, I'm going to pare back a couple of his numbers and I'll tell you why. He said that Xbox is no longer going after the console war or the race against plastic, why would they? He says, uh, he, he did he did his Pactor Factor um, video where he just talks about what's going on with Xbox. And he said, they are set and poised to take the industry, not by chasing the plastic, but by chasing a bunch of gamers to play on their terms. And he says, sure, they could take the Xbox consoles. They could totally afford to take a hit and sell the Series X for $200. And then they could just pour in people to their ecosystem. But why do that? He says it's pointless. Here's what he says. He says they don't rely on the console. They want Game Pass to reach... I think he's making up this number. Are you ready? He says they want Game Pass to reach 250 million subs. Right now, they're barely at 35 but that includes core, which doesn't include like their really big money makers, subscribers, game pass core is like 10, $60 a year. So yeah, so they're not anywhere near where they're supposed to be, but here's what he says. He says that Netflix shoot. I should have kept that number up. He says Netflix has this many subscribers, but they're reaching 20 times more people on TV. I think it was four to five billion people on TV and they're reaching like 300 million subscribers. So there was a 20 times difference in the audience out there and how many that Netflix actually captures. And he says, if Xbox gets 100 million subs, that will help them reach the regular attach rate of 3 billion gamers. 
But he says that never. they're supposed to get up to 250 million. But I actually pared that number back. It, it should be 150, but I brought it down to 100. And I bet you that's a more realistic goal. Okay, this sounds dumb, right? Hold on. He says, with ABK, he believes they'll get to 200 million subs after they've been in this a while with all these games, after they start cranking them out, they've had some Call of Duties under their belt, they've got Diablo in there and all these other games coming in, the Bethesda titles, Elder Scrolls, the next Fallout, like they'll eventually grow this thing. Because in my opinion, Game Pass either grows to get close to their goal or they have to just say, we're out. He says, um, 3 billion versus 300 million gamers. He says the other kicker that will get them up, because if you don't believe this, Mag, that they could get up to 100 million plus subs, he says, I can see them putting out a $5 Game Pass subscription that every time you load a game or resume a game, you watch an ad, and then you just play. No ad interruptions. Now, I'm not pushing this because I don't like it, but guess what? None of us here that watch this show are going to subscribe to the ad thing, but there will be people that happily pay $5 a month to have access to... 400 plus games load up. Uh, let's say you load up, um, dead Island two, you watch one commercial commercial ends and you push start and start playing your game and you don't watch another commercial until you walk away, um, or close the game. Uh, I, I probably close the game. I don't know. That. People are doing that right now. Anybody, anybody who says otherwise, I mean, other than like there's a select few, uh, I pay for YouTube premium because I'm on YouTube. Like, you know, like five hours, six hours a day for various reasons, right? And more so. But the majority of the people that watch YouTube, uh, they watch ads all the time in order to watch the videos that they want to watch. And the when I get on my phone, <laughs> right? And so, yeah. So, like, people are doing that anyways, and they're like, "Oh, they can't do that in gaming." Yes, they can, and yes, they will. They will do that. And the other thing I have to, I have to stress that I can't stress this enough for anybody who doesn't seem to understand, uh, is that they don't care how you feel. Because they're going, because you, this is such a small minority of people that they, 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 we don't even actually like are a blip on the map of what they're trying to achieve. They're trying to achieve the people who've never heard of Cold Eastwood, never heard of Mag, never heard of Rand, mm-hmm. never heard of Jez, never heard of ILP. Wow, I almost stumbled my words there. <clears throat> you know what I mean? They don't, they don't know who Unlocked is. They don't know who Sacred Symbols are. They don't know. And those are the people that are actually making them the majority of the money, not us. Not the fifteen percent, and they're going after those people. So if they make like a small minority, if if they upset the fifteen percent, and let's say five percent of that fifteen percent leaves or gets pissed off or whatever, that's what you call in war an acceptable loss. <laughs> that's what generals look at and they go, "All right, what are the losses for this?" Well, general, we might lose five thousand troops. All right, that's an acceptable loss. Go in, invade, whatever. Right? It's the same idea here. They're going to go for an acceptable loss, and I could see them absolutely doing that. Now, as for reaching 100 million subs, I, it's, it's been out for six years now. And they've barely cracked with, you're not including Corey, you said, what, about 10 million? So, in fact, the number's about 24 million paying for, paying for proper Game Pass? Uh, 35 million for all, so probably 28 million on paying for, I don't know, I'm just guessing. They I mean, would have to. The, the the thing is, and you mentioned a bunch of games, and this is where I'm going to push back a little bit. You mentioned games like a new Fallout, a new Elder Scrolls. When? Like right. seven years from now? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm just nothing. naming the biggest things. But, you know, you got Indie coming. They've got ten games this year. They're going to have another indie, five games or six games next year. It's going to just kind of... Indie, 
right? Indy might be hot. Fable might be hot. They might be great. But the thing is, in order to get this thing to launch to like 100 million, 150 million, the absolutely impossible 250 million, which would never happen. Um, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen fast enough for it to be to, for it to be sustainable. That's the problem. Yeah. And the thing is, you could say, okay, well, you got all these games coming, right? They haven't even started some of those games, right? And those games are going to take five, six, up to seven years. It could be twenty, thirty by the time you see a new Fallout game. That's not. You, the, the, no, no one's going to sit around and wait that long to for for this thing to start. I mean, that's not the money. only thing that keeps people or gets people to sign up to Game Pass, like. They're, they're no. seeing Game Pass growth. I mean, South of Midnight, Clockwork Revolution's coming, Fable's coming, uh, Contraband, all these games that we've been talking yeah. about for four or five years. Like, there's nothing left for them to do but to finally release. So, finally, there's going to be this influx of games because um, Game Pass has not had big AAA games in their service for a while. It's a it's a problem that's it's a reason why you've unsubbed for a while. And, and there's a lot of games I don't even touch on Game Pass because I'm looking for a certain type of game that fits my that my preference. And now they're going to finally have those, but most of those come from first party. And it's like, just go, you know, money hat some crap. Some we should we should um, we should revisit this conversation in a year from now and say, hey, um, how many Game Pass subs are there now? And see what the growth is because over six years, thirty five million is not good that's that's no, not, it's that's not. not that's not that's not an acceptable amount of growth i don't even think and 35 they, million is the right number anyway i think when you when they lump in game pass core it's like kind of it's a pitiful number so and it's in the 20s so it's in the 20 plus million that's not good enough for a sustainable business where don't forget these games are going to get bigger more expensive and everything else and before anybody chimes in with the oh but they're worth three trillion dollars that's not how it works. Market value of a company is not the same of what they actually have to spend and their budget and the budgetary and you know budgetary restrictions. They don't have three trillion dollars, you know, sitting in a, in a warehouse somewhere. Okay, like Walter White. Yeah, all right, and they say, yeah. "Hey, Phil, go grab a couple of wheelbarrows of thousand uh, dollar bills. We need to pay for this game." That's not how it works. I so mean, I really wish it, it, it. I wish it would. Shout out to Tom Warren for for checking out the chat and being here. We appreciate it. I was in hey, with Tom. Him. What's up, buddy? Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. I was in with him with Xbox era and we were talking about the future of these things and like where Elder Scrolls would be. And I asked him a direct question. I'm like, hey, Tom, while I have you here, uh, do you think X, you know, Elder Scrolls will be exclusive to Xbox? And he kind of gave a roundabout answer that I think kind of means it might not always be exclusive, but people run with those things. They, Like I said, they hear what they want to hear. They grab the ball and run with it. Sure, um, that's what they always do. Yeah. Hold on a second. You know, I got I to call yeah. this one out. Where is it? Neko Chief says, not good at math. Gold was at 80 million subscribers before core. Um, I know a lot of people think that. I don't I don't remember a number 80 million, but he's actually thinking of Xbox Live account users like logging on, like people on yes. PC, on Windows, on Xbox consoles that don't have Xbox Live Gold. Um yes. I can't remember. I thought it was something like 60 million was the number. It was it was somewhere in the mid 50s. I think it was 54, yeah. 55, somewhere around there. And I think it um, included Xbox Live Gold and just Xbox Live uh, Silver or whatever we used to call it. Yeah, it's just people the, just logging in. Yeah. You could launch yep. the Xbox app and you were considered a an Xbox user at that moment. So yes. now, yeah, Neko, I get you, but 
that said, that, that 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 being said, a lot of the metrics of like let's say subscription services, like for example, Amazon was doing this for a while, and um, and Netflix was doing it. You know, when you scroll across on Netflix or or Amazon Prime or one of these other ones or Disney Plus. And you scroll across a tile, and then it starts playing the movie if you leave it on too long. Like, let's say you're reading the description, you get distracted for a minute talking to mm-hmm. someone, and it starts playing the movie. And you're like, oh, and, and it just like kicks in the movie. But then you, you keep scrolling because you want to, you know, you want to see what else is going on. Do you know that that actually counts as a view? That oh, yeah, counts as a view. Even if you only watched it for eight seconds, they count that as a view. Why? Because they're 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 doing the same thing that all the other corporations do. They're pulling the wool over the eyes of the investors, saying, "You see." We had 26 million people watch the Marvels. No, you didn't. You had 26 million. You might you might have had 6 million people watch it and 20 million people who scrolled across the tile and then it started playing by itself. Yeah, it's all right? a bunch of crap so anyway. It's all a bunch of crap. So it's all yeah. a bunch of uh, baloney. And the same thing with the, with, the, with the Game Pass thing. I do not think... See, the thing is, the games might be hot. And, they, and I'm saying might because we haven't played them yet. That's fair. You can't say they're going to be amazing because we don't know yet. We have to get them in our hands, reviews play it ourselves and go god damn it that uh, you know that that, that uh, south of midnight game was awesome or whatever fable was mind blowing great right but the thing is is it the, the key the, the question everybody's got to ask themselves is is it bringing new people to the system not just appeasing the 20 to 50 million like you know xbox people that are there no matter what like if you look at each generation except for the 360 it always sits around 40 to 50 million people Right, so you're always going to have that kind of that kind of number sitting around. Let's say between 30 and 50, just to you know, just to open it up a little bit, right? So you get those people playing. If you get those people in Game Pass, let's say 10 million people, 12 million. Okay, um, I'm back. I'm looking at this 15, 14, 14,000 kilobits per second. So that should be my up, which is 20 is my cap, 20,000. Uh, let me make sure. I'll refresh this. Make sure it's here. Mag's like, I got to go to the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, I've heard on mobile it's even worse. And this just tells me it's something wrong with YouTube. If it's like YouTube mobile or something, I don't know. Um, whatever. It's like I could do everything. I can restart my PC and, and you know shut down power cycling everything. I did that two weeks ago and we still had the same problem. But let's see. I think we're back live. And it looks green. Looks good. Should be good. I'm looking down here. Yeah, I have a green bar that like drops red, green, and right now it's good. But yeah, um, Warner Soulfire says back from Destin. Uh, hopefully you checked out my little video with Destin a couple days ago. He has like this new setup that he does for interviews, and I didn't have my mic selected because we were using a Discord call, and I was like, oh man, I was like, here I was with like all the studio lights, the camera, the expensive mics, like have good sound, and then. It was my camera mic, well, the whole show, but we had a good discussion on there. I was actually going to bring up that he was talking about Death Stranding. And he misspoke on that show and said that he played Death Stranding on Xbox. And I'm like, mm, no, no, it wasn't on Xbox. I would have known. I played it on PC and Game Pass. And he goes, oh, I thought it was. And then somebody clipped that. And immediately after, he goes, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm looking it up here. Yeah, it was only on PC. Anyway, and then we moved on. But that... There was a witch hunt over that against Destiny and I. Colt didn't even try to correct him. Yeah. Oh, and it went to red right when I looked down. Maybe I shouldn't look down. I don't know. It's got to be uh, It's got to be YouTube. But I appreciate you guys for being here. Hit the like button if you think we've had a good, decent enough show. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to get into 
Phil Spencer talking about what's coming up next. And we're going to talk about the new hardware and what Sarah Bond said about new hardware coming uh, maybe this year or maybe sooner than, than holiday. It's crazy. And we're going to talk about the platform and kind of where the industry is sitting because PlayStation is kind of having a rough time too. We're going to talk about that as respectfully as humanly possible. I'll go to some super chats while I wait for Mag to come back up on the camera. We've got God Emperor Self King. Thank you so much for the $2 super chat. He says, what baby corn say to mama corn? Where's popcorn? Oh my gosh. So gosh, <laughs> uh, well, it, I, I restarted OBS and it fixed it for a while. And now it's kind of like iffy, but yeah, it's definitely got to be on YouTube side. That blue number. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Welcome back, Mag. He's, uh, she says, Mag, hopefully you didn't use your manscape on your face. Looking good. I think I read that one already. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. But Nerds okay, and other legends. It <laughs> it's always good to hear it twice. Nerds and other legends, thank you so much for the 10. says, people have lost the ability to challenge a viewpoint respectfully. They don't know how to distinguish changing your mind from hypocrisy. Thanks, Twitter. Congrats on a great show, fellas. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. absolutely correct. I'm just We're tired of the personal attacks when you don't line up with somebody or you don't like their opinion. Like, just keep it. Let's keep it on topic. Crispy Nuggets with the Canadian $10 Super Chat says, I've been a primary Xbox gamer since 2001, beta-tested Xbox Live, been ride or die through it all. In my opinion, I'm happier that the games have a chance to succeed. Holy crap, what a great take. He says, I'm happier that the games have a chance to succeed. Interested to see how it all pans out. Thank you, guys. This takes us to, um, I'm going to ask you about Sea of Thieves in just a second. Leo Shimazaki, thank you so much for the 1,000 yen, which translates to about 6 or $7 in U.S. Thank you so much. Says, Japan hates Colt. Happy birthday, yeah. Mac. Yes. Thank you for the happy birthday. And, and uh, thank you for realizing that, yes, even the international community hates Colt Eastwood. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm gonna you. I'm okay. gonna land in Japan someday and get off the plane. They're gonna be like, "You suck." Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think so, I leave. You, know, you know, like those videos you see where like the Beatles or like Led Zeppelin get off a plane and all the girls are screaming. There's gonna be a bunch of like like fat game virgin gamers screaming at you saying, "We don't like, like You're you. Fraud. We don't yeah. like you at all." Yeah, you fraud. That guy stinks. Yeah. I don't like yeah. him. <laughs> How does that all taste? Cold. That's how. That's how all the haters sound. We, we don't like him at all. We don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to my fellow Canadians, my fellow people from North America and the U.S., Australia. Uh, where else are you guys from? Let us know in the chat. Mag and I love seeing that. Where was I? Yudonik um, Kizada says Magscaped and Sculpt Eastwood. Thank you for the two dollars super chat. Thank you. Puckish Rogue 100, thank you for the five. Says put Halo on everything, but have exclusive items on Game Pass. Phil never do that's it. That's what I. That, that's not not the exclusive items. I was saying Say put again. all the previous games. Put all the previous if they're if they're going to do it. I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying if they are going to do something of, of, of that nature, then put all the previous Halo games on there, and then put the new one as a timed exclusive on Xbox. So you get people like you wet their appetite and go, man, that was awesome. And then you go, oh, the new one's over there. I'm going to go over there. I mean, since we're waving the white flag, I mean, I might as well say that. Dude, Cause I've Phil been pro- literally said that <laughs> not, not the halo thing, but I'm just saying, he didn't say the halo thing. He Phil literally, literally said, said, wave the white flag. 
No, no. not that. No, he no. didn't say that. What he did say, he says, we want people to experience this stuff so they're interested and exposed to the Xbox ecosystem. Hey, if it means that a game can get a sequel... Uh, Hell! What my, are we my, talking about here? My most damage-controlling thing I can say is if Xbox yeah. really is considering... Like, Tom Warren was great. He said, there's a difference between considering and planning... And considering has been like all this stuff laying on a table in a conference room. And he believes, like you and I do, that they definitely are considering all different things, right? But they are. it's, what do you it's think the plan. Out of the, conversation? the plan and consideration. And I said this a couple of weeks ago when people started losing their minds. I'm like, guys, y'all forget something because, you know, a lot, not y'all, because not everybody was like that, is that there's something to be said for people's listening comprehension. And when they said considered, that literally means nothing. It literally means that, hey, Phil, what do you think about Halo? Nah, that, that means considered. You considered it. So no one said it. Or, or they say, hey, what do you think about Gears? Yeah, okay, maybe we'll do that one. Or what do you, what do you want to do about Fable? Nah, we'll leave it over there. What about uh, Crackdown Trilogy? Yeah, 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 put it over there. Okay, that's <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? But even if you say yes or no or whatever, or you think about it or talk about it, or you sat down in a room, what did I say a couple of weeks ago about contingency plans? When I talked about the ABK situation, I said, you know, when they purchased ABK, they didn't just sit there and go, well, let's do it because, you know, Colt and some other people are going to be really happy. They don't yeah. care what they're looking at. They're like, okay, if Xbox fails, what's the, what's the, what's the, uh, what's plan B? If Xbox succeeds, what's plan B? What's plan C? What's plan D? And those are called considerations. Those are called contingency plans. They did it with ABK. And they said, listen, if all else fails, we'll become the new Tencent. And we'll make billions of dollars and we don't give a shit because we're going to go back to our uh, $8 million cottages in the Hamptons and have a great old time and let, let people argue on Twitter like a bunch of idiots. Hamptons so or, or <laughs> Hamptons or, or Muskoka, wherever. It, yeah. Or, or Muskoka, Canada, near where I live. So, you know what I mean? And so there's all that kind of stuff going on, right? So the thing is, when you go back to this, consideration means they sat down at the table, had a big whiteboard, and, you know, like those dry erase boards, and they wrote all the names of the games down. They say, okay, these are the games that we'll consider. That's all it means. And then just so it happens that one of the people that I spoke to was there, then he comes and tells me that, and he told me that way before everybody else. I knew in yeah. November. Right, I knew in November because yeah, when we, you look at these games like Hi-Fi and Sea of Thieves or whatever, what do you think they just flipped the switch and they ended up on the other consoles? They've been working on this for months and months and months and months. Makekatsafato, don't you people understand what's happening? You, well, you got me so pissed off. I'm speaking in Italian, so you know what I mean. And like, this is what's happening. And so, like, and I really and I don't want to complain about some of the eventualities. Uh, and I'll just say simply that. They, they're putting four games on PlayStation. They'll probably put some more. So if you look ahead and say, okay, like Jez Gordon said, you're not going to stop this. This is already in motion. Like they're going to put. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, as a fan who owns all the platforms, I would definitely rather play most of my favorite games on my Xbox, where I usually am with my achievements, my saves, my friends, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'm kind of sitting like, you know what? I really think it's important for them to make sure that if these games ever come to PlayStation, that they come to Xbox first. Like, if if you can't get out of the way, if if, if Xbox would sit back and go, we'd really like to put Indiana Jones by Machine Games on PlayStation eventually, I want an assurance that you're... It's, a, it's such a white flag of surrender. But this is at the point where it is that Xbox needs to make sure that their fans get them first. 
and um, PlayStation is going to make some concessions war. too. Maybe that's why there's a civil war at Microsoft. Because I, I can guarantee you the people that are working at Xbox don't want to do well, what, the CFO, what the CFO and Satya are doing. Because at the end of the day, the man behind the curtain is the one who calls the shots. I would say you know half I mean? the studios, Mag, don't want to do this for reasons like they want to be with Xbox or they want Xbox to thrive. Or they don't want to do the extra work of porting games and they're already time constrained as it is. And then there's the other studios that Obsidian's like... Yeah, we want Grounded to... We've already reached 25 million people on this little game Grounded made by 13 people. We get that thing on PlayStation and then eventually on to the Switch 2. That game's going to be even bigger because the people who created that game, Meg, they want their item to be as popular as possible. And this is why Hiroki Totoki is saying, and Jim Ryan was saying, we don't want to make a game like Ghost of Tsushima and go... It's only going to reach 12 million people because the the console fan base is only so big and the ones who buy the exclusive are only so big. We're going to get into that as well. Okay, give me let me bounce back here to Bounce Tuna with a $5 super says, I wouldn't mind watching ads if they have Master Chief talking about deodorant or shampoo or dude wipes. I mean, it would... <laughs> can you imagine? You go to start a game, it's like, he does like an old, uh, old Spice commercial. I'm Master Chief. When I'm out on the battlefield and my crotch starts to smell like the Covenant, I use dude wipes. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be that'd be fantastic. But I mean, more than likely, it's going to be like, some Doritos commercial or, or something else. I, I like the idea of Master Chief with no shirt on on a horse and doing an Old Spice commercial. You know, flexing his pecs. I think that'd be a great idea. I think that's hilarious. Dale Martin says, this is such a first world problem. I think he's referring to like where your games go and I don't really see it as like a big problem, but it does really shake what we've known for so long. And, uh, we just really don't lose anything, but Hiroki Totoki is, they need to make big changes. And I talked to a friend of mine. Okay. I was talking to pushing polygons who has a great background in finances. He, he rattled off all the stuff that he has his background in before he got into his regular vocation. And he's like, let me break down this stuff. Do you send it to me? And he wrote this long thing. And I was like, Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry, Meg. I can't do like a bug faced. I can't do an overreaction for comedic effect because people will get upset. So I looked at it. And I was like, Hmm, interesting. And other animated faces. <laughs> and he said that, um, yes, it's true. Of course that their operating margin is 6%. He said they need to be at 12% operating margins. So according to that, they're well below where they need to be. So Hiroki Totoki's like, we need to make some changes. We need to make them quick. And what that translates to anybody being reasonable logical is that PlayStation wants to put their big games on PC as quickly as they can, even faster than they were thinking last year. And I said, sure. well, what about Xbox? Like, how's Xbox doing? He said, they're slightly above PlayStation, but they're still in the same boat. They're, they're, they're just slightly above in a really bad, bad situation. Today, Supermassive Games, the team that brought us Until Dawn on the PS4, currently working on the remaster, said that they are dealing with layoffs in this, what were the words they used? I wrote it down here on the thing. Significant challenges in the games industry. So I think the difficulties that PlayStation and Xbox are going through in studios, layoffs, it must be a universal problem bigger than we understand of people who log into podcasts or, tr or try and run them like we do. Anyway. Uh, what a surprise. More people getting laid off. 
didn't say that was coming at all, did we? That's weird. It's wait, Didn't we sit here like a year ago and for? say, the games industry is making more money than ever and it's bigger than movies? And then what happened, Mag? People started getting... Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Woke? I'm not going to say it. They started getting no, woke? No no no, no. No, 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 not that. No, 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 no. Actually, I wasn't even going to go there. I wasn't. I actually wasn't in a combative mood that I was going to start talking about that nonsense. Well, uh, uh, me, me, yeah. me, mental mental lager? Yep. Sorry, mental L9R. Sorry, I don't know my leet talk. He says, Zero, more, 12% is way too low in my world. We target 20% to do uh, the business, right. or we don't do business. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 I wasn't talking about that. What the hell is the name of that company that's uh, that everybody's like screaming about? Uh, Sweet Baby, whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, that's that, the woke that, stuff. That, <laughs> yeah, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even talking about the woke stuff. Well, uh, well, we'll save that for another time. Uh, what I was going to talk about is that, um, or sorry, what I wasn't going to talk about is what the people are going to get pissed off that I'm going to say it. But I'm telling you, and it's not for me, and I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying the salary situation, I mentioned this, like three separate shows that we've done, is out of control. It's spiraling too high. because what, How much they're paying devs and studios? That is, that is correct. And the, and the reason and the thing really? is, it's not so much that they're paying them too much money. And like I said, I'm not saying they're paying them too much money. I'm saying from their point of view, the salaries are getting too high. They're spiraling out of control, and the games are taking too long to make. And because of that, it's not sustainable. When a game takes five to seven years, and you're paying you're paying anywhere from anywhere from eighty to two hundred thousand dollars a year, and it's taken seven years. I'm sorry, that's the problem. And that's why they're going to start going to Google and Amazon and Microsoft and start utilizing their AI and fire the rest of the people. What do you think What do you think uh, Elon Musk did when he showed up at Twitter, when he bought Twitter? He, he kicked everybody he out. Goes, He's like, hey, what do you get out of here. here? He goes, what are you guys doing here? They're, they're sitting like, in the well, quiet, they're sitting in the owl room. What? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, They're well, sitting in the owl room price. eating these. Yeah, whatever the hell those are. Uh, Sour, sour bright trolleys, bro. Oh, God. Trolleys. Never even heard of that nonsense. Um, anyways, they're like, well, we have a wine dispenser in the wall, and we have cry sessions in the corner. Uh, and then we uh, we sit around, and then we block people that have views that are different than ours, mostly Republicans. Uh, and then and, and they and work then, with uh, Sweet Baby Ray's, right? The and barbecue they work sauce. With sweet, sweet, ba- oh, sweet Baby Ray's. I was going to say Sweet Baby, whatever the hell that company is. And uh, we promote all our... <laughs> our, uh, our um, uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, and equity, and inclusion that actually is the direct opposite of, uh, of uh, <laughs> equity and inclusion. Me. But anyways, what do I know? So you know what Elon did? He threw them all out because they were costing him like $150,000, $200,000 each these people were getting paid. And guess what he replaced them with? I don't guess know. Guess what he replaced them with? Oh, oh, should, should we ask? Should we ask? Is there any chance that anybody knows? No? Lots of crickets. A F N I people. A I. I mean, <laughs> all I have AI. is bots on there, but Meg makes a really yeah. good point that when you budget out all these full-time employees in a studio and now your games take three years longer than instead of three years, it takes six. That's a lot of money. It's yep. a lot and of money. Now, it's not the software. It's not the hardware. It's not buying new monitors to work on. It's not the tools and the tech. Microsoft makes that stuff. Google makes that stuff. Amazon makes that stuff. It's the people, people. cost a lot of money. Yeah. That's and you're looking at it now. I'm going to estimate. I'm just going to estimate. I would say that 55 to 60% of that cost is the human element. And 
they're looking at it. And like I said, don't make me the bad guy here, okay? I am literally just, I'm putting myself in their skin to show you how these people think. Why? Because I deal with these people all day long. And they don't look at you like people. You are numbers to them. When you, I swear to God this happened. And actually, I, I was really upset about it. Um, in one of, the, one of the other buildings, Okay, not my building, but it's a sister building of of, uh, of our same company. It's up the down up the road there, right? Uh, from me, about five minute drive from me. And uh, there's a guy who's been working there 17, 16 years, um, and he died. And I, I was completely heartbroken because I absolutely love this guy, and uh, and he passed away. And they replaced him with they did not, nothing. They didn't even like it's like he never existed. They like they cleaned out his locker. They threw all this stuff in a bag. And that's it. You're gone. You don't exist anymore. You're nothing. You're a memory to your family. But that company doesn't talk about them. I, I still talk about them. I bring them up every once in a while. They don't care. You're a number. Because, and, then when, and then when people pass on or whatever, they're like, all right, you know what? We got to replace number 33675. That's what you are to these people. <laughs> yeah, you have a God. position number. I, I am I'm really – I am constantly gra gratituted. Gratitudied. Yeah. Gratitude, gratitude, I, gratitude, gratitude, I did. I am gratitude. constantly grateful that I have a full-time job and I work from home full-time. Not in YouTube. YouTube's my little side thing, but I'm really lucky, Meg, because when I work with the main bosses, like the guys in the corner office and the guys and ladies at the corner office, when I work with them and I hear them talk about FTEs and they use these numbers where they're just moving pegs around on a board and sliding things on yeah. a whiteboard... I fully yep. understand that they look at your position numbers, what those ranks are and what they're paid. And it is a, it really is a big problem when you've got these studios that are working two times longer and charging the studio every month, uh, that same pay for, for extra time. It's, it's a real problem in the industry. Thank you so much to Lotus Esprit. They sent wow. an amazing $100 super chat. It says haters look at what you made me do. And I appreciate them for doing that so much. A lot of people have reached out to Meg and I. We really appreciate you for saying, hey, you good, bro? Uh, just want to make sure you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But, you know, I really appreciate people reaching out and saying, you all right, Colt? Like, that means a lot to me. Um, I've had some really good friends like Holly, Dante, and Fonz, and Sean the Bree that have just, like, stepped out in front of the firing line and said, hey, what the crap? What, why are you talking like this about him? Like, knock it off. And uh, I am eternally grateful for that. People that have stood up for Mag and I, we appreciate you guys. We got Spartan661 with a 10. Mag, you're amazing. Uh, hey! <laughs> Spartan says, with the infrastructure of today's internet around the continent as a 24, do you think they have internet connection? Do you think, do anyone think they have the internet connection they should or could have? Gaming is going digital and everyone is scared. North America's internet is not as good as some countries, as far as I've no, heard. Europe by... is no, Europe is better. Uh, like well, the Canada average, right? Europe is, yeah, Canada and well, Canada has one of some of the best, uh, especially in the bigger hub cities. Like we have our our fastest internet. I was looking it up. Uh, actually, I think you guys are starting to catch up. But our fastest internet is twice as fast as the fastest internet available in the U.S. So, and then Europe is very similar. Um, mm -hmm. U.S. is actually far down, and it's not because of the cities. Don't get me wrong. It's because the major hub cities does ha do have excellent internet. But the problem is there's so much that doesn't have it that it brings the average down. 
right? Oh, I see. Yeah, there's a lot you know of I mean? rural areas. Like, yes, I live in a city with a hundred thousand people. My brother lives on the other end, on the east end of the city, right? And he is using satellite internet that runs like. He does a podcast. He does under right. the bus podcasts on Wednesdays. And they talk about music, and he used to, he had to upgrade it because he was on there like. But well, yeah, like you get some of those internet. It's He's in the same like, city. You know, the, it's like the frame. It's like the frame rate on uh, Starfield. Anyways, uh, back to it. Sorry, hey man, you guys. Okay, that Mag's off the yet. show. We're gonna go solo yeah, from know. now on. That's it. How dare you speak of Starfield? I'm not touching that game till the Shattered Space comes out because 300 hours is a lot. Chris R, thank you so much for the five. Says I think Game Pass is the incentive to stay on Xbox moving forward. But why is Xbox so terrible at advertising it? Should be advertised everywhere. I no, agree. They they suck at advertising their stuff. They suck. Their advertising, their advertising and messaging is absolutely the worst in the industry. Period. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. And that's why they have to keep going on the apology tour. So they go on the apology tour like the, you know, uh, every two years because they have to. They got to go on the Beyonce tour, hit all the big stadiums, hit all the different uh, areas. Cold, what are you doing with the glasses? <laughs> I don't know, but they're polarized and I, like, I can't even see the TV. It's amazing. Oh, that actually is pretty cool. Um, this yeah, game's so, awesome. You know you're looking that's the wrong why they way, have to keep, Yeah, you're looking the wrong way. Uh, that's why they keep doing the, these apology tours is because their messaging is, is absolutely atrocious and their marketing is not great. When you have a system, but mind you, what, I mean, when Starfield was out, I think Starfield marketing was actually doing pretty good. They were doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, Forza Motorsport, I almost feel like they were embarrassed by it. Uh, by that game, I, like they, nobody talked about it. I, like, I made a joke about it last Thursday. I'm like, it came out at 9 a.m. and it was dead by 9:14. But yeah. uh, somebody it, got so know. mad that you said that on Crossfire. But I'm like, he'll say that here, and you did. Of course, I'll say that here because who's playing it? By the next day, the game was already gone. They're like, Forza, Forza well, I mean, Ooh. to be fair, I put 80 hours in it in two weeks. I was like so done cool. with it, like I blasted through it. Cool. 80 hours. Really? Anyways, whatever. Hey, man, I did all the content. I'm like, it didn't really do anything different. But you know what, though? Trolley. You know what? Unlike some people, <laughs> I actually appreciate the fact. I appreciate the fact that you have a different opinion than mine. And if you like, and if you put 80 hours in, God bless. I My hope bro, you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> My bro, Kurt 5150s in the chat says, Norbless Infonet clear wire, and then he put a robot. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I loved, I used to, you guys ready for confession time? Uh -oh. Back in, back in 99 to 2000, I had net zero. Net zero was amazing. It was free internet. You had a big bar across your 12 inch monitor. It was like an ad bar. It had like 70 ads on it. Want to try Bob's rubber band emporium? And it was dial up internet and it was free. And I was like a Napster craze. Like, I was on dial-up internet doing Napster, like, nonstop. So I downloaded this third-party program because Net Zero, if you were inactive for 20 minutes, it would say, are you still online? We're going to disconnect in t t one minute. And I'd hear like the Netflix. bing, and then I'd run in there and hit OK. So Because downloads, they got interrupted back then, oh they canceled. God. So I, I used to burn CDs. They used to take me six hours. But oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, it was a whole thing. So I had this program that my buddy told me to get that would automatically dismiss the, are you still there? So my dial-up internet would just stay on and people were like, I can never get a hold of your phone's always busy. That's so right, yeah. I would download Napster music like crazy. I get a letter in the mail from Net Zero 
Like an official, like letterhead and everything says, you've been using too much bandwidth. We're kicking you off the service. Good. And just like I use too much bandwidth on this, um, on this, <laughs> Magnum goes, Lars hates you, Cole. Napster bad. James yeah. Hetfield. Do you remember that one? <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Remember people were like, people were like breaking their, uh, taking their Metallica, uh, uh, like tapes and albums and were like breaking them and like burning them, like book burnings, like a. Oh, like it God. was Fahrenheit okay. 451. Yeah, my, yeah, my brother yeah, and like, I went down to my work where they had a, before I had a CD burner, they had one there because we use it to make business stuff. And we were burning a CD and I, I swear it took like an hour and a half to burn one like 60 oh, yeah. minute CD. And we were and waiting and waiting and waiting that the thing's going across the progress bar. And my brother and I were playing catch with a ball in the office and he threw it and it hit the tower and shook the thing and canceled the whole thing. He's like, F. <laughs> so we had to go back and reburn the whole thing. Those are the days. Why are we talking yeah, about man. that? I don't know. You brought it up. I love it. You were, cause you were, oh, no, because you were telling a story. You said you were confessing about something. About about net, you, net Zero. I don't even know how I got on it, but that's sex and see for you. Was, hey, guys, hit the like yeah. button if you're enjoying the show. We're doing the best we can. I think the, the stream is a little bit better now, but we really, really appreciate it, it died, you. It died again. It died again. Seriously? Yeah, it, yeah, it did, yeah. When? Just once? Uh, just now. It's gone. It's um, And now, oh, no, now it's back up again. Really? What a piece yeah. of crap. Yeah, like we keep losing, like we get up in numbers and then we just like, we lose like 400 people and like instantly I look down and I like, cause I got the second screen on my bottom left here, right? Yeah. So I look at the second screen and it's like, oh, we have like almost 800 people. We're starting to get our numbers back up. Gosh. And then I look back and it's 331 and I'm like, God, yeah. all right. I, I don't know got? what else to do about it, but I, it must be on YouTube. So I just shout out to special Nick in the chat. I want to get him on when he, uh, I want to get him fired from his job so he can come on here and be on the show. Something. He's always he's too busy, but we appreciate you guys. Where was I? Um, oh, we were talking about advertising Game Pass. Yes, uh, one, yes, two yes, cents. Yes. Thank you for the yeah. $10 Super Chat. This is their third year of of Super Chatting, I think. Little, cool little sticker. It says, longtime fans, this is first catching a stream. Older games going to systems is a good thing, especially older ones. Game Pass justifies staying Xbox and PC. But I have all systems. xCloud sucks, though. And right when he said that, my... My internet went yeah. crazy again. Um, let's talk for a second about. Sure. I, I feel like one year, wait until a, gear, a game is one year old is not good enough. I think they need to. I think you need to pick games that are older, but they're using one year with Hi-Fi Rush. Like, what would you prefer Xbox sets as a standard to bring their games to other platforms? Well, I think I think that um, what I was talking about earlier, much to the chagrin of some people, uh, was that. Uh, use, utilizing their back catalog to get onto the other systems and introduce them to some like not, I mean obviously oh, yeah, yeah. people know what they're there but introduce those um, those franchises to other people and to new gamers and whatever else and then release the new ones on the Xbox uh, on Xbox and PC. Okay, like, what's the problem? What's the problem? And that 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 can, that can and could include anything: the Fable series, the Gears of War series. The Halo series. Put those things out there. Who the hell is still playing? I mean, some people are playing them. But I mean, like, like who's honestly going back and say, hey, you want to play Halo 3 tonight? What? I mean, there's a handful of people because it has a cult following or whatever. But no one's consistently doing that. So therefore, who's it hurting? Who's it? I mean, people say it hurts the identity. Okay, I get it. But the thing is, you're actually not really hurting the identity. 
they're hurting the identity with their very piss poor messaging and their and the way that they the yeah. way that they portray their messaging. It shows that they it, it, it portrays them as very disingenuous, and that is something that is hard for people to shake because you feel like they they've broken people's trust, and that's where the problem lies. I'm not going to get into that again, but what I will get into is going into those legacy titles. You know, like str- it get them get them hooked on um, yes. Wolfenstein. I mean, I don't want to see Gears Cable. Collection go to PlayStation like really soon, but but if Xbox believes that somebody's going to go buy Gears Six because they played the yes. collection the year before, um, it's a good then strategy. Yeah, I mean, it's just and then do the reverse cult of what PlayStation does with PC, right? Do the exact same thing. So instead of like you know how like like PlayStation you know delays their PC, well they might not for very much. Longer. I don't think Who they're going to do from yeah. But I mean, the, I'm just the, saying, up to this point, up to this point, they give it enough time that you basically are going to buy a PlayStation to go play those games. You're not going to wait for PS. You're not going to wait for the PC version so you can play it uh, two years. I down mean, the PlayStation line guys will gladly wait a year to play an Xbox game. I waited a year for Deathloop and Ghostwire. Like, I did too. Yes, I think it I needs played, to be two I, years I to make people say, though. "I can't wait. I got to play it." Um, and like Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, that never yeah. came. That never came to Xbox at all. Remember, everybody thought it was going to be a one-year thing. I was even doing shows with Boom. Shout out to my buddy Boom, by the way. Uh, go sub to his channel, please. Um, so, uh, Mr. Boomstick, we we talked about it. We're like, oh yeah, it'll come after a year. We were pre- we were almost certain it'll come after a year. It's been how many years? Now the second one's coming out, and it ain't, and that that ain't coming to X- Xbox, right? So if you they have play to finish games, all of them before they ever come to Xbox, that's the agreement. You go, well, that's something that yeah we heard. Uh, now the thing is. If I want to play it, I'll have I have to buy it on PlayStation, right? So I think that they could do the same thing with that. They put the legacy titles elsewhere, whatever. Get people's appetites wet and get them interested in it, whatever else. And then if you want to play them, well, you got to go to Xbox or PC to play the new one that's coming out. And like I said, Fable has got a new game, but they've got a history. Uh, you've got Doom that has a history, whatever else. And a lot of those games are already over there anyway. Uh, you know, Wolfenstein. But then you've got Halo. You've got uh, Gears of War. Okay, you've got those, you know you got those games that have like multiple titles in there, and then you can get those people over there, and then they get excited. Then oh, I want to play the new Halo. Well, then you got to go to Xbox to play it or PC, right? And I mean, then, they do want to draw some people to the console and sell the console. Like they kind of have this; those consoles still sell. They just don't sell as great as Nintendo or PlayStation. But that pole really is their platform that is Game Pass, and I, I, I almost consider it a platform. It, personally, I yeah. consider it a platform. I I think they sort of consider Game Pass a platform, but unless <laughs> this is so funny because I was talking to Rand back in November when we first started talking about this possibility of games going to PlayStation before everyone was like ready to hear about it and freak out. And I sure. even said, Rand, I could sell you on the idea how Xbox would say, look, this is why we're going to put games on other platforms. I could sell you on it that we're going to put, put them first on the platform and on, on uh, game pass. And then you can go over and get them on PlayStation. But I think people would say, you know, I, I often wondered the question being how many people would say, you know, instead of waiting a year or two to play doom year zero, or whatever that new doom game is going to be called. Why don't I just play it now on PC for 15 bucks? I mean, everyone plays a doom game in one month and they're done. Right. I'll just, I'll subscribe to game pass on PC or, or I'll go buy an Xbox and I'll play doom year zero for $15 with one subscribe, uh, one subscription. And then I'll check out some other stuff if I'm done. And then, 
Well, that's the thing. I don't it's know. not just the one game that you're there for. So, like, let's say if they draw you in, okay? Let's say okay. they're successful. And they're like, all right, you know what? Uh, Xbox ecosystem, you sold me on this game. I'm going to subscribe to it, whatever, right? So their hopes at that point, from a business point of view, is now that you're in there, you're not just going to see that one game. Now you're going to see all the other games and they go, wow, there's a lot of stuff in here that I never even knew was here. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Oh, there's a... And then you get hooked because then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I actually never played that game, but I heard it was great. I heard some people talking about it on a podcast or whatever, right? And then they start downloading, downloading it. Then all of a sudden they're subscribing for multiple months and then you've got them as a... Then, then you've got them hooked. And then, you know, the other hope is that people forget it just becomes a recurring thing, and it's just, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was still paying for that. I, I forgot all about it. And that's what they want you to do. They want you to forget and just become like a, you know, a, just a regular, uh, you know, subscriber, that a consistent subscriber at that point. But the thing is, they got that little, you know, they've got that little worm on a hook to get you in the door. And then once you're in the door, then you can see what's behind that door. And they're like, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff here. And that's how they're, tr they're hoping to draw people in. That's what I'm thinking that they would do, right? And hopefully they can entice people to stay. However, we don't know if that's going to happen because now, like I said, year after year, and as each of these big titles come out, I'm going to be watching like a hawk to see what kind well, – I mean, well, they're not really going to tell us, but, I mean, we have a basic idea of how many people are going to be engaging with all these games in the subscription service. So it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that lines up and how the success does in the future or not success. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, and I, I just want them to continue to provide a service to their fans and like make them feel not like third-class citizens or second-class citizens. Like They really need to be transparent and open about giving us like the, the top-tier treatment that we're supposed to have for being in their ecosystem and, and waiting to play their games. Um, I think most – you and I have nailed this pretty well down now. The, the consistently great games – are just starting to finally come out. And I think of Xbox, like, where's our growth for Game Pass right now that they only have themselves to blame with nothing to play for six months or whatever it is from, uh, let's see, December, January, February, March, April, May. Yeah, from Forza Motorsport last holiday until May's Hellblade 2. That's too long. And if you've got these gaps, they need to start money hatting something in there. Uh, we've well, got... Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, you're, you're absolutely right. And, the, the, the long, and then don't forget the longest gap, which literally killed this generation, was 2022. That was unbelievable how bad that was. It was like, what was it? Psychonauts 2 in like September of 21, mm -hmm. and then nothing until 23? What? That killed the entire generation. Didn't yeah. kill the Xbox. But it killed any momentum that they had, and that's where everybody else literally just steamrolled right over them. And that's why. You didn't have anything for like 15 months. Are you out of your mind? Well, I mean, they had some stuff, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't barn burning and it wasn't first party for 15 months. That's, that's you know, that's problematic. The thing is, people could say, oh, well, PlayStation. Yeah, well, the thing is, PlayStation, they're, like you said, Colt, they're money hatting, and they're getting exclusive games that aren't being made by first party studios. And uh, it, it seems Hell like half two. half of their offerings are not made by their first party studios this no, generation. No, and I, I did hear no because I did hear that um, I did hear from some. Uh, well, I'm not going to say, but I'm, just what I did hear is that they were waiting to hit a certain number of console sales before they start 
uh, actively releasing first-party titles because they were trying to maximize profit because now they're not cross-generational, right? The reason why they released those games in the first half of the generation is because they're coming out for the PS4 and the PS5. And when the PS5 only had 12 million, 15 million in the wild and you release God of War, I'm sorry, that's not good enough if you're only selling 20%, right? Because 20% is the average of like the hardcore that buy the uh, any exclusives of any system, right? So that's yeah. not enough. I don't, but I then don't. When they, yeah, <laughs> I don't believe that's true. I don't believe they're they're holding on to their their Sony Santa Monica and their Naughty Dog games until they get. I I think they honestly don't have anything ready to to even announce, let alone release. Um, oh, they they on, they have more. Party. Not 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 all those studios, but there are studios that are a lot closer than people think. Yeah. But they do have this mapped out. It's not like they're doing this on the fly. They have it mapped out from last generation of how they're going to do it. The PS4 generation was exactly the same. The first three years, everybody was bitching that, that there was nothing on the PS4. Remember they called it the indie box? Yeah, the and they said that they said we're a little sparse in 2015 or something like that. And then right. they, they, they started killing it in 2016. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So what's the difference now? It's been three years since it launched. Why is everybody freaking out? There's, it's literally the exact, like history is literally going to repeat itself. When the second half, they get you know heavier things, whatever. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point is, is that they're money having stuff that's actually making them going to make them a ton of money, like Helldivers two and Final Fantasy seven remake, and those aren't even first party. And Xbox and is supposed to, to be doing that. It. They're supposed to be money having. Xbox should be doing that. They they're, did in the three sixty, and they they almost buried Sony that that. I that mean, chance. I think they're trying to bring that back up, but there was a rumor that a pretty strong rumor a couple of years ago or a year ago that they were money hatting a game from IO Interactive, the team behind Hitman, and now the latest I heard that that could possibly just be a multi platform game that Xbox isn't even partnering with anymore. They're supposed to be working on uh, with a certain affinity on a Monster Hunter style game. We haven't heard about that. Maybe that's going to be announced this year. But they're supposed to have all these big deals going on as well as all of their studios they own. They need to start cranking those things out. I guess at this point, there's nowhere else you to know, go but release. But Besides yeah. Halo 3 and the Gears and Gears of War, Gears of War 1 to 3 in the 360 generation, a lot of the games that people remember the 364 weren't even made by Microsoft first party. I know. They were, made, they were third party games that were money hatted and put exclusively on the, X, on the Xbox 360. Meg's right, guys. Think back to the 360. Most of those big games that were exclusive to Xbox, Epic Games was not owned by Microsoft. Yeah. Um, Forza Horizon 1, 2, and 3 were not even owned. Playground wasn't owned by Xbox back then. Um, nope. They owned Bungie back then when they did the Halo games, but. You look back at all those games and they were money had it or timed exclusives like Mass Effect 1, BioShock was only exclusive because the PS3 wasn't out yet. Like we have a different perception of how Xbox was running and I always tell people we love the 360 era but Xbox didn't own those studios and when it came into the Xbox 1, why why we we re-talk about history. No, no, we but, don't have to re we don't have to re But you can see how the problem is you get in the Xbox 1 and Xbox doesn't have a suite of studios to stand on. And it was a problem that Phil finally stepped up and took the reins in 2018. There's your history lesson for the day. Jaguar Gaming Network for our $2. Thank you so much. It says Xbox's own studios don't seem to like the... And I think uh, he, they were, the, I think my moderators asked him what the rest of that was. But Jaguar, I'll, I'll look to see uh, a follow-up here in a moment. Assassin Entertainment, our friend from Renegade Realm Podcast. God, gosh, I'm like, did I get that right? Yes. 
uh, with the $5 says, my opinion is Xbox should have enough faith in their exclusives to build the fan base that would have grown over time when the sequels come out. Real shame. The sass is well, right. You know, like, it's, go ahead. It's the lack of consistency. Sorry, I was going to answer that directly. Yeah. It's the lack no, yeah. of consistency is the problem. It's not the games. There, well, I mean, it is the games. But it's you, you have one, like I said, you have, it's like one step forward, two steps back. You have one great game and then two mediocre or bad games. Uh, you do... You know, you have another deal for another game, and then it gets canceled. Then you have another one that does great, and then all of a sudden you have another one that's bad. And then all of a sudden you have a, an entire year with nothing, and then you release another game here that's good, and then two bad ones, and then like, and then another eight months of nothing. This is not. And then you have a subscription service. That's the that's the thing that a lot of people like. You know, it's like, oh well, you know, it takes time. Okay, we get it. But you know, Tom's delivery service games on on Game Pass are not going to carry it. Hence the fact. I'm sorry. Who doesn't need to hear? Who needs to hear this? But the fact is that the the, <coughs> the Game Pass subscription service is not growing. The pandemic is over. It's growing too slowly to maintain the amount of money it's taking to make those games that are going to be going into that service in the next five years. Those games cost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And if Game Pass only goes up a million a year or two million a year, that's not a sustainable business model unless you're selling the games separately. Like Starfield, for example. Like Starfield sold X amount or whatever, uh, you know, on PC and then on, on Xbox or whatever. And then you had an X amount of people playing it on the subscription service. That's fine. But if you don't have that, and if you don't have enough of a growth there, then it's going to be a problem. You can't have a $300 million game tw two or three times a year and just have 2 million people sub. That's not enough. Uh, you're paying all these people to make them. Like, I don't understand how people don't understand this. When you took an ABK, you think that was free? Not only did they have to pay $80 billion for Bethesda and ABK, you now have a consistent overhead of rent, bills, electricity, mm -hmm. staffing, holiday <coughs> pay, benefits, salaries. Are you kidding? What do you think? That all stopped because you paid $80 billion? No, it's $80 billion plus that. Okay, right? Meg, look at the look at the stream uh, on yes, YouTube. Uh, oh, it died again. <laughs> Magnum, come on now. Like, we're just... It's really important to, to, to come out front and just tell Xbox to fix some really obvious stuff that I think they know they need to fix. Okay, I put up this this mon this uh, graphic I made of all these franchises. When you were talking yes. a minute ago about um, you and Assassin were talking about they have these franchises that they need to like cultivate within. When I look at these franchises, not a lot of them are moving forward because it's been so long for these games to come out. Um, right. Like Outer Worlds is like maybe five years away, Outer Worlds 2. Uh, High Five on. Rush is going to take a while before we get another one. We just got one, but Clockwork Revolution is coming. I'm going from left to right. You've got World of okay. uh, Starcraft. I don't know if we'll see another Starcraft game from Activision. Or if I we did, like, about think about how long it would take. Wolfenstein is kind of on hold right now. Uh, Doom, I think we'll see a Doom game maybe this year. We'll get to actually see it, and it'll come out in a year or two. What about Elder Scrolls? Elder Scrolls is like a few years away now. Gears, we're still waiting to see Gears. Starfield's doing its thing. We got Avowed. Like Blinks, we're not going to see another Blinks game, I don't think. Maybe we'll see Crash Bandicoot somehow. Maybe there'll be another uh, Psychonauts. Halo's still going. Fallout's on its way, but that's a five to seven year wait. Uh, moving way, my way across, we've got Call of Duty every year. Indiana Jones is coming. Perfect Dark is like a year or two away. Everwild is maybe... I don't know, three years away. Fables in a year or so away. 
Hellblade's coming this May. Like when you look at this, a lot of these franchises, and I'll shut this off. A lot of these franchises here are, um, they just takes a long time for them to come back. And you and assassin and mag, like you make a really good point. Like you need to get everybody excited and, and like locked into they these franchises. It takes so long. Well, yes. But the thing is they have to be good games. I mean, people will wait for quality. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they got to produce. And the thing is, I know we keep saying, "Oh, wait to the next one, wait to the next one, wait to the next one." There's only so long that people are waiting before they're like, "You know what, man? I'm a, I ain't getting any younger here," and I've been waiting for years and years. And I see the sentiment on on online. I see it, whatever else. And I see people saying, "Like I've been waiting ten years, eleven years," this, and they just haven't. They just they just walking away. They're just like, "I've had enough, man. I'm tired of waiting." It's like, you know what? Wake me up when you got a bunch of cool stuff. We'll come back. But until then, people are just like, you know what, man? I just don't have time for this. And that's why you see an abundance of people building, uh, you know, for, for the people who can afford it. You see an abundance of people actually moving to PC. They're moving to PC because and they're I like, you know Xbox what? I think Xbox doesn't care. They don't I mean, just as long as you're buying the games or subbing, like, it's the same amount of money. But when I look back at those franchises, like, The Last Fable wasn't good. I, I liked it. The Last Perfect Dark, I think the last one, the most recent one, like uh, 20 years ago or 15 years ago wasn't good. I think it was the one no one liked. Perfect Dark. The one that I think it launched with the 360, didn't it? Yeah, I think it was. It launched with the 360. So like like 2005, it was like 19 Whatever it was, I think the first one everyone loved. The second one, I think a lot of people didn't. what happened to Perfect Dark? Like what happened to Perfect Dark? They're going to finish Tomb Raider and then the other side of the team at Crystal is working on Perfect Dark. I think this is the year we finally get another reveal for it. Outside of that stupid fly through I've seen a million times. But yeah, no, I'm super excited about these games. It's just, uh, Xbox knows it. They just need to get them out there. It, uh, they need to land. They need to stick the landing. They, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's not that I'm not excited. I'm not being Mr. Negativity. I'm just laying it out like it is. I'm just like, listen, you got to hit with the quality. You got to stick the landing. Like, you Xbox puts out a really great high rated game, but there's always some caveat that after it's landed and it's got a great review score, which most of them do. Then people are like, yeah, yeah people, but you know, it didn't, this post launch or this thing is, wasn't great. And they just need to have a immaculate release. And Paris in the chat says, the shout out to Paris says, unleash the bird and the bear and bring back Banjo. And I think, I think, I think there's something Banjo in the works. I hope that's a big, like shocking, great surprise. And I've been so anti, nice yeah, I've been so anti Banjo for so long that I know, people like stupid like Paris and Lord Addict and other people have said, come on, Colt. And I'm like, hey, if it's really good, I will be there day one. And hey man, I love platform games. I think they're fun. I, I enjoy them or whatever else. But they got But again, they got to be good. I, I went I bet went back and tried to play some of those Banjo games. It's not the game that's really bad. It's the technology that I couldn't get around. Right? I heard nuts and bolts like, is amazing. I might even actually have to go back and play it. It's, apparently, it's pretty challenging building all these contraptions that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom stole. We got Mash who gifted 10 memberships like, I don't know, an hour wow. ago. Thank you so much there for gifting go. more memberships. And Neil B says, the hate can't stop the greatness of Cole Eastwood and Mag. The dynamic duo, thanks for everything you do. Man, we... We thank you, that. thank you. We appreciate yeah. that. Yes, we do. Yeah, it does mean a lot. Yeah, um, that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, I'll just say this. I think people want certain people not to be on their like platform or not to have their smile on their face or not to be able to garner an audience. We've had a few hundred people here checking us out, so we appreciate it. And you guys mean a lot to us. We appreciate that. All right, let's see. We've got um, Phil said. Oh, I got to ask you. Break yeah, the news up? for us, would you, Meg? 
What do you have about Bethesda and their releases this year? We talked about it briefly on the phone yesterday. What can you, uh, is there anything you can share on Bethesda's 2024 or soon to be? Well, I don't know if it's 2024, but I did, I did hear whether it's going to happen or not. Different story, but I did hear that uh, the Fallout 3 remaster. Now it's going to be a remaster, not a remake. Right, because a remake would be the ground-up remake that would take years to develop. Right? Yeah, so I don't that's think that what that's I'm happening. Yeah, so it's going to be a remaster. But looking at like a Fallout Three, and um, what the hell was the other one we were discussing? My goodness, for the Elder Scrolls. Oh, uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion are going to be going. Uh, the, the remasters are going to be multi-platform, so they're going to go to PS5 and Xbox. Um, but I mean, you know what? That would sound like that's not really much of a bombshell, considering that those games actually did come out for. The, uh, well, did they come out for the other consoles? I know Fallout 3, but did Oblivion? Oh, Oblivion you know what? You, I'm it? the wrong guy to ask about Oblivion. I think it eventually went multi... Yes, it went. Mul- it was always multi-platform. It was Morrowind right. that was exclusive to Xbox, but okay, Quake 1 and 2 remasters... Yeah, I was right. too. Yeah. I Quake, was confused by which one that was... There was one that was exclusive, one that wasn't. It drove me nuts. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, no, it's um, Quake 1 and 2 remaster and Skyrim remaster in the early right. like 2021 2023 whatever those were all multi-platform so meg's spot on sure. you're hearing that yeah, those yeah, are yeah, also yeah. launching on playstation and xbox yes. day and date so and that uh, shouldn't surprise anybody because they did talk about legacy titles staying everywhere and this and that and that would include remasters and remakes of the game i i don't think that they're going to ever not do that i think that that was the beginning of you know this possible possible strategy that they're working so on, right? ps5 gets a remaster edition of skyrim two years ago or whatever right. possible sometime this year they get elder scrolls 4 oblivion remaster so it's like kind right. of slightly modernized is that enough to get them excited to jump no. to game pass or no. maybe buy an xbox when elder scrolls 6 la- launches if is no. that their play uh, do you think Oh, no, no, that's way too long because by the time, like if it comes out this year or even next year, let's say, right, and you play the game, if you're still waiting another five years for Elder Scrolls Six, no one's going to sit around and say, all right, well, I'll be back in five years. They might. But the thing is, eventually when that game comes out, you know, you never know. Game Pass, who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah, it's probably four years for Elder Scrolls Six. yeah. You're Um, looking at least next generation for sure. There's no question of that. Um, But... Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I can't what? say neither here nor there, but it's not going to draw people into the Xbox ecosystem if you release a game now and then the sequel comes out in five years uh, or four years, whatever. It needs to be something a lot closer and a lot more compelling. Yeah, normally they do that, don't they? They they put out a remaster and then the, then they're like, boom, here comes the, the re- I, boom, boom, bam. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but like, you know what I would say? Hey, you know what I would say would be much more compelling? is if you've got something like, let's say you have, let's say it exists, you have an Unreal Engine 5 um, uh, Gears of War collection. Okay? Looks stunning. Amazing lighting. This and that. Whatever else. Absolute next-gen glory. And then you release Gear 6 less than a year later. That will draw people to Xbox. 
because they'll be like, holy crap, that game was absolutely incredible. That, that trilogy was absolutely amazing. The graphics were uh, incredible. The 60 FPS was unbelievable. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. The multiplayer was hot. This and that, whatever, right? You draw people in there with that, you know, with that modern tech and, and, and you know, the, the good-looking engine, the good-looking graphics and everything else and the great gameplay, and then you show Gear 6, you will get people to piggyback directly off of that and go, you know what, that was so awesome. I'd love to see where this story goes. And then they go over there and they play Gears 4 or 5, you know, on Game Pass, and then they'll, and then they'll hang around for Gear 6. But I could see that. I can't see a remaster of a 15-year-old game uh, drawing people over to Xbox for a sequel that's going to come out in, like, 2028. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's, it's way too I long. I also I don't, don't like yet. that they're just basically ports of the what we already have. Like you can already play them at 4K60, Fallout 3 and Oblivion play 4, 4K60 on on Xbox Series X. Like they're making this game because PlayStation doesn't have a PS3 uh back and pat system. Yeah. I don't know. You know, cool, and, you know, what's that? that? Oh, sorry. Go no, I was going to say, like, you know, the, but the, besides Helldivers 2, you could see the success of Helldivers 2 on PlayStation. You could see that that community is thirsting for some kind of a multiplayer component that actually Absolutely. Is, you know what I mean? That's something that would actually get the community together to play outside of Call of Duty, of course. Yeah. Right? People and, can... uh, and the occasional battlefield. I am not going to be that guy. There's a lot of people who are like... This just proves how how great Helldivers would be, how successful it would be if it came to Xbox. I'm like, no, that's that's not how it works. Like, you can't sit here and say Xbox needs to keep their games to themselves and keep them, you know, sacred and sanctimonious within their own platform and then say Helldivers should come to Xbox because it would sell right. a lot more. It's like, it doesn't work that way. Right now, PlayStation is making gangbusters on Steam where the majority of the people are playing it. They're yes. making sure that you have to have a PS5 or you buy it um from steam that's so weird that's so how weird how dope would it be let me let me say how awesome would it be okay if you can have like let's say you bring gears and halo and whatever else and then the people come back together and everybody starts playing whatever how awesome would it be to have like playstation versus xbox like massive tournaments of that's like, gonna happen on tons of games or uh, yeah like i mean i think that'd be a lot of fun and like it's kind of funny like when you when you play call of duty now you go down the list when you know and you're loading up like a map or whatever else, and you see the list of all the icons. You can see, you see the little playing. Xbox kinda... logo, and then you see a little like unicorn for the PlayStation guys. Yeah, like yeah, you see like the you see like the pony horn, and then you see the X, <laughs> and then you see like the the monitor for PC gamers. Which, you, know, you know, you see like the hunched band. over guy with no chin. Yeah, for the PC, that's not nice. <laughs> I, you know what? I want to apologize for being mean to all the people who. Are absolute I don't slobs. At all. The absolute. I want to really apologize to the absolute slobs on PC yeah. that that buy a four thousand dollar PC so they can play twenty year old World of Warcraft. Zucker, I'm looking at you, baby. Looking yeah, right Zucker. at now. Zucker's not a slob, but he does play well, World of Warcraft on that no. forty nine. Yep, and he clearly has aimbot technology, so he can shoot through walls and everything else playing Call of Duty. Zucker's I know like, the type. Actually, the, the symbiosis relationship between my forty ninety. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, Boner Jam says, has a super. Hey, what's up, Boner Jam? He always brings a smile to our face and our pants. He says, this just in, Mag's the new spokesman for TurboGrafx-16 <laughs> and 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> Good to see you, Colt. Oh, Boner Jam, you're kisses. the best, buddy. You're the best. Check them you're out the on best. Under the Bus. It's UTB. 
UTB logo. It's black and white. They're on. If you want to t- listen to music, to talk about music and guitars and all that stuff, check them out. They're on there doing their thing uh, with killer internet, better than mine. Pushy Polygons, thank you so much for the ten. We were we were talking yesterday about uh, all the new stuff. We got to get into this hardware thing, but because we're running, we're running, uh, running really good. We're going, we're going. Pushing Polygon says, "How yes. many projects do you think Bethesda Game Studios has going at once?" Ooh, then lot. he says. Mario 64, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Mario Kart were done concurrently by the same overall design division. Yeah, games used to take a year back then, pushing polygons. It took them like eight months to make a game back then, pushing polygons. No, wasn't it? And they charged $100 a cartridge in the 90s, if you remember. <laughs> yeah, they're like... <coughs> you, you remember that? Games yeah, on and Super one Nintendo dude with like a mullet. <laughs> Yeah. One dude with a mullet and a button-up denim shirt like would make the game. He's like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to Subway. No. Uh, Meg, <laughs> how many games are at the uh, in the works at Bethesda? Uh, quite a few, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to really say the number. Blade, Doom, Year Zero, yes. Elder Scrolls, yes. Starfield, um, DLC, yes. Fall, Fallout, Four uh, enhanced edition, Obsidian, yeah. Obsidian, sure, <laughs> Oblivion remake, Fallout Three remake. Yeah. I said Blade, right? When those, I had my fingers you know up, what? those remakes and the Fallout Four thing are probably being worked on by the same team. That, I, I'm not saying that for, for for sure. I'm just speculating. They're like file save as. Yeah, just like uh, to answer Megan, I would probably say seven or eight. There's probably one more in there, like maybe. I was gonna say closer to nine, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna say everything because there's, you know, there's 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 reasons for that. Okay, so you know, you, you find out you that. find out later, find out later in the year, and uh, possibly the June showcase, you're gonna find out some stuff. So you know, see how the future's looking. But okay. anyways, besides that, no comment. So, oh, hi. Oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Unless you're done, you have ice in there. Oh, thank you. My son's bringing me ice. We were playing Power World for like four hours yesterday, and and Power World, uh, I'm just slightly ahead of him, and we were grinding like this, all this really expensive equipment to make something, and the game glitched out and kind of robbed us. And I was like, right. oh, we just turned it off. We've been having a good time. A good kid. He's a good. He's a good kid, man. I, I, I'm lucky to have good kids. All right, let's talk about the white Xbox Series X digital. According to Xputer, a Brazilian leaker who uh, people said <laughs> stole my leak about Hellblade, which I just got it from somebody else too. I mean, whatever. Um, I don't know if he's accurate, but he is claiming that not only the digital Xbox Series X exists, the cylinder and it's white to match the white and black controller, but... He says, Mag, that that Xbox is going to... I almost said PlayStation is going to have an Xbox. He says that Xbox is going to announce this digital console as as like a replacement for the Series X at the showcase and release it directly after or in July. In June or July is what he says. Now, I don't believe... This is why... This is what we do, Mag. We talk about what we hear. We say, I believe it or I don't believe it, or I think it's possible or not. And then people get upset. But I'm going to say, full disclosure, I was kind of thinking maybe they weren't going to do the Xbox Series digital console, the all-adorable digital console, because it seems like they pulled back on what they said. But Sarah Bond said, we have hardware to announce on the holiday. Maybe she means 
just a new controller. I really would not be surprised if Xbox has a new controller to come out after the showcase. This is the new haptics controller with the, with the speaker in it. It does the, the extra rumble, just like the dual sense. And I think it's really good to, to put out a new controller because that's really your connection to the console. But what do you think about this digital series X? They need it for cost saving. So do you think they're doing this? Uh, well, I risk it. I I could see them doing that. I I didn't hear anything about that. I did hear that they're, their plans of doing the refresh, not a, not a next gen, not a mid gen upgrade. I mean, just a refresh of the consoles I heard was canceled, uh, for this year. So, it's news to me. But then when Sarah says, uh, you know, she they have an announcement for the holiday. The holiday's not till like next December. And it's too Is early it to announce the supposed 2026 uh, like new gener- generation. Like they wouldn't yeah, announce no, that, no. right? In holiday. No. Unless, yeah, but I mean, unless they were going to pull a... I'm sorry, Meg. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. No, no, I used no, to, no, I used no, to no, have no. a monitor where I watch you live, but that monitor's giving me problems. I apologize. I won't talk anymore. Good. No, no, no. I'm just going to say that uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I've, I've, I've been told not to say and stuff that I'm okay to say. So I'm trying to like okay. wade through okay. the crap to see, uh, you know, to sort it out, to see it. That's why like when I even said You can that, ask like, me questions, Mag. You can ask me questions and that'll kind of keep you out of the firing line. Yeah. Well, because... there, was one that I was, there was one that I was told that it says absolutely do not leak. So okay. I'm like, okay, that's just for me and whatever. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's just, uh, I know because even when you asked about Bethesda, and I'm like kind of like fumbling my words around, and then some somebody in the chum jackass, it was just like, oh, look at all their inside info, and you know, being a smartass about it. I'm like, no, we're just trying to be careful because we're not trying to spoil things for people. And uh, and I don't care. But if, by the way, if people believe me or not anymore, I don't care. If I hear something and if I feel like talking about, it, I'll talk about it. As yeah, for the and hardware, I don't, I don't like. I, getting excited about a new controller and then it never happens like that stuff sucks. But well, the the, on the other front, the flip side, a lot, a lot of us like to get work. excited about a possibility, right? Sure. But it's a lot more work than people understand. You don't just release a controller that has haptic feedback and like, you know, 3d audio sound that comes out of the controller and rumble, uh, you know, uh, and all that kind of, you know, uh, integration that just doesn't happen out of thin air. That requires a lot of work, a lot of R and D back. Yes, and not only that, then you have to implement them into each game specifically. That requires a team dedicated to doing just that. You know what I'm saying? So- yeah, yeah, and, and not a lot of games do that on the PS5, you know, uh, especially like multiplats. But like if you're talking about yeah. putting a speaker in here, the team has to look at this and say, is there room for a VCA right. voice coil actuator speaker? Is there room in here that doesn't well, interfere they- or do we have to kind of redesign well and there's a lot of r&d that goes into hap- that happening but i want that a lot because i want it too because i love that i think the dual sense 5 controllers is hands down my the best controller of this this generation i think it's the most next generation thing that playstation's done is yeah, that controller I, yeah like I, I you know even i was when i was playing resident evil 4 uh, i was playing resident evil 4 on um, on 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 the playstation and uh, like even when i was like crossing a rickety bridge and there was wind blowing, you could, like, in a strange way, you could feel the wind blowing, and you could feel the wood. Well, are they putting that in there, Meg? Like, is is Capcom like, oh, we've got the dual sense in the market, let's add yes. those? That's they did beautiful. Do that. and, like, and, like, you can even hear, like, even when, you, when you're firing your gun and you run out of bullets or whatever, and, you know, like, the last, the last shell pops out, 
of the chamber, you can feel it pop, like almost like the bullet is popping out of the controller chamber or whatever, right? It, it it's is wild. It is cool. Uh, that blue number says in the chat, please, no speaker or mic. One I night, one night I was playing, sitting here playing uh, Sackboy Big Adventure on my PS5 with my daughter. And it was like late at night, we were playing, and, and I got a phone call from a close friend who went through a nasty breakup, and he was really, really down. He called me at like one in the morning. I'm sitting here playing with my kid because she was going through some difficult stuff. She came in and said, like, Dad, can I play some video games or something to get my mind off? Like, yeah, and we got a blanket, and we sat here, and we played Sackboy, which is a joy. And my friend called me, and he's like, I really need to talk to you, Colt. And I'm like... Um, and I didn't know how to tell him I'm, I, I was trying to tell him that I'm with my daughter and while we were playing, you could hear the controller going, <laughs> and I'm like shoving it under the blanket. Saying, that is hilarious. So that, that well, night I, 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 like, I had to try and play uh teeter totter with, uh, with both people, but, um, yeah, well, like, lesson learned dual sense like five. The, it, like some of that integration, like, you know, when you pick up like a, like a collectible, you pick up like an audio file or something and you pick up an audio file and you press play instead of it coming through your TV, it comes through the controller as if you're holding that little miniature voice recorder, right? It's almost like you're holding the recorder like the character is and you're listening to it live right there. It's so cool. I love it. I love it. And I love the, like I said, the, adap the, 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 the adaptive triggers and everything else and the haptics. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. It's really, really cool. But yeah, anyway, some people don't Xbox like it, but it um, yeah, if they can pull it off. But it's an option. It's an option. But yeah. the thing is, it's an option that's going to cost because A, it's going to cost money to get it. I mean, at least a hundred bucks. But the other thing is too, you also, you have to dedicate a team to implement those different features in every single game that either a that they're releasing or games that they have already previously released because what's the point of releasing a controller if you don't have games that are compatible with it already so maybe they have to go back and say by the way we added features controller features on i don't know the halo master chief collection we added features on the fable collection on gears of war we added uh, you know the the, the 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 new controller features and 3d audio and blah blah blah, blah. I wonder how long so, that takes like I have no idea. I have. No I, I idea. would think of it like as a specialty thing, like where somebody really has to like figure out where they want to implement that as much as possible to keep it, uh, keep it immersive. But um, yeah, there's sure, a lot of people chat like no speaker, please. Um, well, and you could shut that off at the system level completely say, on the PlayStation can, yeah, and Xbox it if it. Yeah, but um, you can shut it off. It's not mandatory. Mm -hmm. It's just you can actually shut off individual features. So each game that you load up. You go to the option. You go to the options menu. You go to the controller, and you can actually, you know, turn off adaptive triggers. You could turn off haptic feedback. You could turn off the 3D audio. Whatever you could do, all those things, or keep them on. But then, if you're turning them off, what the hell is the point of buying the controller? I just left them as is, but whatever. Yeah, like you're yeah. there to experience it. Like, why turn off the features if you're not gonna? Like, why buy it? So this you can stare at it. I mean, just use the controller you already have. I don't know if this controller still exists. I would really like yeah. to see it announced, but the console is supposed game. to be the same. Like there's a new Wi-Fi six uh module in it, so it has better Wi-Fi, but I plug in anyway. The I think if it's white and a cylinder, it looks cool. You can like get a Pringles wrap for it, as uh, somebody was saying in the chat before the show started. Um the digital thing's kind of a problem. Like I talked to a couple of friends who are like, I don't want this to exist because I I have digital games that, or uh, physical games that I own. I said, Well, just keep your Series X standard. And if what if it breaks? I'm like, go to eBay and buy one, which is a crappy thing. But 
I think Xbox is at like 90% digital customers and PlayStation is at 70%. They're not that far off. Well, they also designed their new, like this new generation this, or this last generation from the end of the Xbox one into the, into the series consoles. They're literally grooming people to not buy games. They're grooming people to be part of a subscription service. What do you think they've been pushing for the last six years? So now they're, they're of, of course, people are moving away from it because they're, but the other thing is too, they're even moving people away from ownership of their games at all because they're moving them into a subscription service, which is literally just like a, you know, just a, an all you can eat buffet of whatever. It's just like disposable, disposable, um, you know, product essentially, mm. right? You use it, you throw it out, go to the next one, use it, throw it out, whatever. You don't own any of that. Yeah. You don't own any of that. That's not you. That's not whatever. You're just utilizing. It's just like Netflix. Like, do you own any movie on Netflix? No. Do you own any shows on Netflix? No. Most people don't. Right? I mean, so I have same I have friends who really like to, they have to have that tactile uh, personal purchase that they have. Cryptic Viker, Viper says, care to speak about the fifth IP that all pundits ignore. I love how he uses pundits like he's going to get to somebody. He says, as Dust Falls also dropping this spring, March 7th, along with four other titles, uh, that would be five. Why say four? Well, I'll tell you why. As Dusk Falls IP. As Dusk Falls is made by a third-party studio, but published through Xbox Global Publishing. So uh, the trademark, let's see. As Dusk Falls is an IP that belongs to Xbox but it is published to Global Publishing and they decided to put that game on multiple platforms just like Hideo Kojima did with Death Stranding. Not only is Death Stranding on PC, but 505 also put it on X, on Game Pass PC. This was this, this is one of those things that people got all upset about because Destin thought he remembered playing on Xbox, but he actually played on the PS5 and everyone freaked out uh, crazily. But the best part about this Cryptic Viper is I unlocked eight achievements in my time playing Death Stranding on PC on Xbox.com on my Xbox account. That first party owned IP, Death Stranding, that is owned by PlayStation, but made by Hideo Kojima, has full Xbox supports, perks, and achievements on the Xbox platform via Game Pass on PC. So everything is... Not like you remember it in the 2000s where this is my box. It only plays this. That is completely going away. PlayStation is going to put so many of their games on PC and they're basically giving them to the Steam platform and taking 70% and giving 30% to Steam. So they're not even close to what Xbox is doing. Xbox has them on Steam. They have them on Game Pass. They have full ownership of those games, but they're also putting them on Steam. It is a total recheck of what we thought about exclusivity. And it's a, a big change for the industry. And for people to think that things are going to remain like they were in the 2000s, you're fooling yourself. And in the end, once we get past like the, the, the friction of change and what we thought we knew our whole lives, more people playing more games, bigger communities, bigger support, more ways to play. Instead of saying, you know, I don't want to play I don't want to play this game at 30 frames or only 60. I want to play it at 144 frames. You can do that if you have the options. And I think that's what PlayStation Xbox want. Let's see. Um, I, let me see if I have any other, I think that's it. Meg, what a crazy show we had. I had yeah. rough internet. I had a rough connection to, to whatever it is, but 
we really unpacked a lot of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good to get that off. You get get it all out of there and whatever. And then like, and you know what? Shed off the people that uh, at least for me, I'm gonna sh- you know whatever. If they want to stop following me, stop following me. I don't care. I don't really don't care. Uh, just uh, I'm gonna be who I am. I'm gonna continue being who I am, and that's all there is to it. And then uh, and then you know what? Like I said, ride with me or don't. Just no one's forcing you. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you, if you want to listen to what I talk about and whatever else, that's fine. And I, that that's the way I feel. These are the things that I see. And of course, ninety percent of it is not just how I feel. It's just the truth. You just don't know it yet, or you're not accepting it yet. But you will eventually. But anyways, either way, it was one hell of a show. We had a lot of great things to talk about. A lot of good stuff. Hopefully, we'll have some more things to talk about next week. It was a bit quiet at the at the end of this week after a ruckus first uh, <laughs> hey. month of 2024. Hey, Heather KK. You're stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. You're so stupid. UHF. <laughs> don't 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 come onto our turf and pull that crap. You're so dumb. You're so dumb. But that's okay. Yeah, we, Somebody we will give you a hug. Brain. It'll be okay. And it's going to burn, Heather. It's going to burn really bad. You're going to sit there and go, oh, "I got him, but you know you feel this big right now." I'm sorry. I mean, you, you just, you just really, your knee jerked, your kneecap fell off. It was, it was a tough time, Heather. You'll be all right. Maybe try again. Uh, Meg, I'm, you know, before tell everybody what you have planned and, and what, just give me one game you're going to play. Cause I don't want to hear about the myriad of things that you're, you're Oh, I'm so I have 11 arms. <laughs> well, Colt, I'm still trudging through that call of duty Vanguard, which is slowly like Stealing bits of my soul, like Voldemort, like you it's know, the worst it's Call worse. of Duty. <laughs> and you're with, like, with you're so, you're so committed. I, dude, I'm committed to get that hundred percent, man. I'm not walking away from it. But my God, some of those, uh, the, oh my God, they're so difficult. But either way, I'm gonna get through it somehow. By the end of this week or by the next show, hopefully I'll be done, and then I'll move on to other things. And at that point, then I'm gonna be moving on to Resident Evil Three Remake. Uh, I've also got Assassin's Creed Mirage. I said I one game. You're well, always. I'm not gonna give you're... you one game. <laughs> I gave you several, and I'm going to stop there because then after I finish those, then I'm going to go to Dying Light 2. Oh, I can't wait to hear your report on Dying Light 2. Jay Dune in the in the chat says, you get to drink from the fire hose. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I think I'm just going to be, I'm going to just buckle down. Uh, I'm really liking Mirage, so Sasuke Mirage is going to be my finish game. I'm going to probably finish that over this, this week probably. Um, Do it. I just wish the combat was just a little bit better. Well, I like it, Origin it, it, Odyssey it went, and Valhalla's, but well, yeah. that's because the the combat in this one went back to the original style of the original series. Yeah, right. I so think, it wasn't I think, about I think combat, one's combat was better than this one. But it like, wasn't wait, about combat. Like, it was about assassination. Whereas you go like an Odyssey and those other ones, you could just run at the town and be like, "Are you not entertained?" <laughs> yeah, but in. <laughs> I know, but in in one, you could wait until, like, they're like this, and you wait until they make, once they start making the attack move, you hit the button, and you do a block, immediate kill, and you get surrounded that one at a time, and I guess that was super archaic, but I think I even liked first one better than this one, but... For the parry combat. death blow, parry death blow, parry death blow. Yeah, they kind of evolved <laughs> yeah. it a bit. My my wife my wife finished it. She got the hundred percent completion on it. And actually, I'd like to congratulate her. That's the first hundred percent completion she's ever done. Wow. All yes. Um, I mean, she's played a lot. Of, obviously, she's played a ton of games. But that was the first one she's ever. She, she adores the Assassin's Creed. Um, uh, series, I, right? I like so, almost all of them. Yeah, and I. It, it's hard to knock what some of the older ones did because at their time, I, I love them all. Like when you say Perry block, Perry block or whatever. Um, 
that game did so many things so well that the combat was kind of, you know, you had to make concessions because the game just, that was so big. What a, what a great yep. <laughs> video game. So stupid. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Hey, Heather, subscribe just to get sent, you know, down the road. I, I don't feel bad. I really don't. Um, but we'll, we'll keep being nice around for a little while. We'll keep being nice around. Okay. Um, that's it. I thank you guys for putting up with the show. I'm going to actually talk to my brother who works in networking about um, what to do about the connection because there's a couple yeah, things I need to look into because yeah. they shouldn't do that. But we appreciate yeah. you guys. Check out the show afterwards. I'll try and put timestamps in after I eat dinner. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, chat, thank you so much for being here to support us. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, it was kind of a quieter risk it, show. We see everything. Yeah, risk it. We see everything you're writing in there. Okay, so I'm just I'm just noting that I, I see risk it for the biscuit. I'm just I just can't yeah. respond to everything he's talking about. But yes, All yeah. Right, there's cool. just a lot of hate going around. And hey, if you see it out there, stand up and just say, hey, grow up, knock it off. Like the, these yeah, people are ridiculous. Sure. It's so funny that if I say something wrong or I have a bad take about video games. <laughs> It's about video games. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not that serious, but enjoy everything out there, guys. Have a good time. Let us know in the chat what you're going to be playing this week. We're going to hit the outro and get out of here. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Bye. Say bye, Meg. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, Mash, for the birthday wishes. <laughs>